You asked for the t-shirts, now we've got them. Introducing two new You Talking You Two to Me shirts. You're going to love these. Uh, personally approve the design myself. Uh, you ever want Scott and Scott on your bod? Well, you got it. They are available now on podswag.com, your one-stop shop for unique quality merchandise from all of your favorite podcasts. That is podswag.com. Or you can grab yours at the PCAST Blast Sunday, December 10th at the Ace Hotel in Los Angeles. From boy to best thing, you are about me, that is. This is you talking, you two to me, the comprehensive and encyclopedic compendium of all things you two. This is good rock and roll uh, music. Welcome back and welcome to the show again. Um, Let's introduce ourselves just right off the bat. This is Scott. Hey, this is Scott. Hey, hey, just getting right to it, huh? Just getting right to the intros. Yeah. You know, I mean, wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. <laughs> Do you know that that phrase yeah. was coined by George Michael? I know, I know. It was after that bathroom incident. Yes, but it was the first time he coined it was during a band naming session. <laughs> sure, with Andrew Ridge. Andrew, he's like Ridge. Come on over here, Ridge. Uh, yes, George. You have such a deep voice, Reggie. Uh, thank you. I I think. Wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. What? Wait. Say that again. Wham, bam. Stop. Go back. That's it. Just. That's the name of our band. Just the WH? Yes. What if we added the AM to it? Fuck you. This is over. <laughs> and then that's how Wham broke up, and George Michael went on to a very successful... Solo career. So many hits. Break them down. Break them down. I'm George Michael, and I'm here to say. That was hit number one. Hit number one. Here num- hit number two, it's fun to rock in a George Michael way. Hit number three was George Michael is here to stay. <laughs> no, hit number four, oh, shit, I forgot. I actually have to go for a minute. Right. Hit number five. Now I'm back to stay. I'm back for to good. stay. My name is George Michael. Hit number six. I did forget one thing in the car. Excuse me for one second. <laughs> Hit number seven. Where's George I'm, Michael? I'm, it, no one knows. We're paying for this. Yeah. In parentheses, no, no one, one knows. knows. End parentheses. And then hit number eight. eight, of course, was now I'm back again. And I will never die. Ever. <laughs> not, not on Christmas. Nope. Not ever. Not even in 2016. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the show. Uh, this is very exciting. We haven't done an app in a dog's age. Now, how 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 long ago was it? In the spring? I think we did it in the spring when they did the tour. <clears throat> uh, if you've never listened to the show before, obviously I'm Scott, and this is Scott over here. And uh, we we did the show three years ago. And was it three uh, years ago? as a matter of fact, I was listening to the one that we put out three years uh, ago, uh, almost exactly. And they had uh, just put on sale. You two, the band, by the way. By the way, 
We, I feel like we need yeah. a refresher course. Let's slow down here. Whoa, 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 whoa. Just take it easy. Yellow means slow down, not speed up. That's right. Let's, let's just explain ourselves. Take it easy, sleazy. What do we got? We got to explain this band. Yeah, okay. So the band is named... Yeah. 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 Uh, they're members of the band. They're, yeah, it's, uh, look, it's not like the band is a person. No, and it's not like the band is just an idea, a concept. No. That would be really strange if you were to go down to the record store. Uh-huh. Uh, your Sam Goodies, your where? The Warehouse. Sure, the Warehouse, uh, Tower Records, Virgin sure. Mega Store, you name it, any you of them. Name it. You Borders, name it. Borders Books. Did you mention the Virgin, Virgin Mega Store? I mentioned the Virgin Mecor store. <laughs> okay. So it would be very strange if you were to go into one of these places and say, I'm interested in buying the idea of you too. Right. And they said and, and they would say, Well, of course, Mr. Ackerman, right over here, here is How do you our- know my name? Well, I worked here for many years, and I see you come in every so often asking about- I've never mentioned my name around you, and I would remember that kind of thing. Are you a fucking spy? This is a great improv technique that you're using. I love it. Um, (laughs) uh, By the way, uh, Scott over here, a master of improv. Oh, yeah. Scott just knows what he's doing. (laughs) the idea of you get your yeah. shit together. Yeah, what are going, you trying okay, to say? Into, you're the one who interrupted me. Going, say what you're going to say. Oh, would say here's the or you two section. What would you say? You'd say no. That's not what I want. I want the idea. The idea of it. I want. I want it to exist. That would be strange. That's not what we're talking about right now. What we're talking about are four different people, and it's not like when you line these four people up. In a in a like a usual suspects kind of line. Oh, by the way, we can't talk about that movie anymore. Because it's spacey. Yeah. There's so many things we can't talk we about. We can't talk anymore. about it anymore. Okay, so what's another type of line? Uh, cocaine? Sure, a line of cocaine. A line of cocaine. So if you line these guys up, like you line up a line of cocaine. Right. And you're about to snort a- them. Against a wall. <laughs> sure. Before you snort it. <laughs> what if you had to do cocaine and it, it was vertical? What if every time you did cocaine, you had to do it in a... a you had to go up. It had to be no gravity, so it could yeah. stick to the wall. You had to go up into one of those airplanes. Dude, can you airplanes? imagine doing a line in outer space? Bro. Whoa. Bro. 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 We don't do drugs. Um, at least not that one. Um, in space. In space, of course. We do it on Earth, and we do it to excess. <laughs> And Always. we should stop. <laughs> and we are doing it right, <laughs> right now. now. Anyway, so anyway, so you two. You two is the great. Uh, um, you two is four guys. If you were to line them up and say their names, it wouldn't be like you, ooh, Right. No, no, Scott, listen to me. They have individual names. Yeah, they're people. They're, okay, it's they're four human guys. beans. Four, like Mr. Say, Bean. I'm, I'm sorry, did you say human beans? Like Mr. Bean. Because right here on the table, I just noticed this, and it's kind of in my writing, but I don't remember writing mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. It says beans. Wait, where is this? Where is this? <laughs> did you know what I'm talking about? No, I don't. Written on the table here at Earwolf. Uh-huh. Well, now I can't find it. Now you can't find it. But what is it? It says beans something? It says beans plus beans. Penis equals farts. <laughs> I do remember you writing Did I write that? that? I do believe you did, yes. Oh, okay, because it looks like my writing. Yeah. That's the kind of uh, humor you're going to get on this show, it by the way. It doesn't get much better than that. Uh, so we've explained you two. Have we talked about the – I feel like we need a refresher course on the names of the band members. We, we, we probably should at least go through them uh, 
yeah, one, one by, by one. one. Yeah, not, not simultaneously. Certainly. That would be insane. Well, it would be confusing. <laughs> to say the least, and I wish you would say the least. Out of the two of us. <laughs> okay. That is the very least. That's the very say. least yeah. you can say, obviously. Uh, well, who do we got? We got the man with the mop. And when I say mop, I mean microphone. You know how when you're a kid, you you take a mop and you uh, pretend it's a microphone? Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. that's how I say lead singer. You know what I love? I love the stories of uh, of show people who are in show business talking about when they were young. Mm. And they would go in front of a mirror and lip sync into a mop or hold up a bottle of shampoo and pretend they're accepting an award. Or just uh, take out their wang and just jerk just, it. Just masturbate. <laughs> I love hearing those stories. <laughs> Lo- I love it. <laughs> Oh man! That, see, all, there's send, so many. Send us th- your story. There are so many things that have. There's so many things that have been cast a pall upon. Yeah, we can't talk about that kind of thing, and that's not what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about the the band you two. Let's let's run them down. We got, of course, Mister Microphone. Hey, good looking. I'll be back to pick you up later. Bonobos. Bonobos. Coming up in this corner, we have the man on the git fiddle, the old six string, the man who whacks the axe, Sedge. Sedge. And then behind them all, laying down the backbeat, the bow diddly beat. We have, of course, Larry, Larry Mullen, Mullen Sr. son, and the spiritual heart of the band. The jazz man. The, j- <laughs> the Billy Crystal's jazz man character. I knew that you could. You look marvelous. You look, he looks marvelous, by the way. He, he does. Probably the the uh, best looking man in the band. Best uh, best hey, looking. It doesn't hey, matter what best gender. Best looking man. Doesn't matter what gender. Best looking best person. Best looking person. Best looking person in the band. Uh, symmetrical as fuck when it comes to his face. Oh man, Can't, don't get me started. Nothing askew about that. Uh uh-uh. uh and that, what's his and what's that his schnoz, name? That schnoz, perfectly in formation. That's right. Mm-hmm. In in accordance to his eyes and lips. That's right. Lips, eyes, nose, perfect symmetrical mm-hmm. beauty. And when you're talking lips, you're talking two of them. That's oh, yeah. why. That's why they named it you too. They oh, yeah. looked at his lips and were like, "Adam Look. Clay, two thousand pounds lips." Adam Clay, two thousand pounds. So there, you. Uh, that's the kind of information you're going to get. When well, you, that's the kind of information you got. Yes. Because now they've received queen. it. <laughs> yes, <What>? yes, Queen. <laughs> I accidentally said yes. Yes. <laughs> of, yes. And decided to turn it, turn plow, uh, swords into plowshares. Um, yes, so you two... Coming up, this is exciting. We yeah. haven't we haven't done an episode in a minute. We were doing them regularly about three years ago. Go back and listen to them if you like. Uh, not bad, you know? Uh, sure, uh, not bad. We're all just kind of wasting our lives until death, and yeah. uh, it's kind of a fun way to do it. Everything is essentially just a distraction from, A, the fact that we're all going to die. The Grim Reapers sort of coming up on our tails. time until the inevitable. The Grim Reaper. Do you think the Grim Reaper and the Sandman are like best buddies? Yeah, and I think the Metallica song proved it. Mm-hmm. Don't you think? <laughs> Off to Never Neverland. Do you think that was about the ultimate sleep? I think it was about the forever sleep. Do you think the Sandman wants to kill people and he's bummed when people wake up? Is it like the best day on the job when people die in their sleep? I think the Sandman enters. We're talking about Adam Sandler, right? Yeah, the Sandman. Sandman. Yeah, okay, great. He enters when it's time. To- when they say, little Nicky, get in here. Yep. 
and he comes in and he's Sandman is Satan, right? Sure, yeah. He, Satan's son, yeah. Because when we talk little about Nicky. Adam Sandler, the Sandman, we are only talking about that one character. Yes, little Nick, obviously. Nicky, that came out probably 17 years ago. Probably more around 16, 15, somewhere around there. No, but I saw it on uh Twitter the other day. There was some sort of like Little Nicky came out exactly 17 years ago today, like really? three days ago. Yeah. Wow. So it's weird that you brought it up, Scott. It is weird. I'm a weird guy, though. It's I'm a, really weird. I'm a little bit crazy in the you head. You know what? It's really weird. <laughs> I'm a little bit of a weirdo. I'm an oddball. Is this an episode of That's Really Weird? I think it might be. Hey, this is Scott. This is Scott. And this is an episode of, what was it again? <laughs> That's, That's really, really weird. weird. That's weird that I forgot the title of this show. We've been doing it so long. Scott, you know what? That's really weird. That That's like just a little off. Yeah. That's like always on slightly off. It's just like off kilter, it's, if you know what I mean. It's like a, a little off axis. It's like tilted to the right. It's just a little bit to the left the of little, what's normal. Left of center, right of center. It's I just off. It's just really weird. It's just really Weird. <laughs> good app. Great app. Really good. Um, what were we talking about? Oh, little Nikki. Anyway, yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. So uh, you're going to hear about you two on this show, and coming up, I want to hype this. So you, in case you haven't turned it off already, you uh, two, the band. Yeah. That we were talking about, they have a new record out. We had to get together. We had to. Yeah. We were forced by law. Yeah. To get together because U2 has a new record coming out, Songs of Experience. That's right. Which we, three years ago on this very podcast, were saying was going to come out like <laughs> in, in, a, six in a couple of months. Yes. I just listened to a part of it and we were saying, like, oh, yeah, the, uh, this record is coming out yeah. in, in a couple of months. Uh, it's finally coming out this Friday. We're very excited. And if you continue listening to this show, here is the deal that we are going to make with you, the listener. This is the bargain. This This is is a pact. This is a pact that we have with you. We have been sent the record already. We have listened to it. We will give you the patented Scott and Scott take of what we think about it. Song and by song. Song by song. And we are allowed by the band to play you these songs, snippets of these songs, which no one has heard yet. That's right. Only us have heard it. It is not out in stores. You will That's not right. be able to get it until later on this week. You are going to hear the exclusive first Track by track. Track by track. You're going to hear exclusive Breakdown. first listens of these songs only here on the most important music podcast of all time. <laughs> <laughs> you talking you two to me. It's it's all happening. It is all happening. So what I like is the fact that true U2 fans, yeah. who, by the way, I don't think like us very much. Not really. It doesn't <laughs> seem like it. By the way, after our last episode where we went to the Joshua Tree tour, yeah. uh, constant, constant uh, Twitter hate really? directed Why? to me. Just uh, for saying I didn't like uh, that one song. What was it? No Exit? Is that what it's called? Exit. Exit. Just Exit. Really? That's the best song. Really? D- like every other day. Like YouTube, pe- like YouTube, YouTube fans, fans who would listen to this and who sought me out. They weren't like 
following me or anything. They were just like, how dare you? How dare you? Anyway, we're going to get a lot of that, I'm sure, after this. So what I like is that true U2 fans... This is their first taste of this record. Gonna, it's this dumb show. They're going to withstand our <laughs> idiotic take on everything. So that's coming up a little later. Uh, it's very exciting. You two don't put out a record every day, although I would like them to. Every single day. Every single day. New 365 U2 new U2 albums. And on leap years, they get one day off. It's like, hey, you two, take a break. It's been four years. Take yeah. a siesta. Yeah, just... Why don't you just kick back? Kick off your shoes, you two. You've had those shoes on for four, four years. years straight. All you do is make albums now. <laughs> Every That's single all day. you do. That's all you do. We love them. Great. They're all terrific. They're, in fact, uh, magazines have had to stop making top 10 lists. They make top 365 lists because right. all of your records are on there. And if each album had at least 12 songs on it, that would be like 200 songs a year. Uh, I think your math is dead on, my Thank friends. You. By the way, two hundred songs. Yeah, that's, I mean that's an insane that's amount an of music. Am- incredible amount of music to, for people to to to. How many did you say? Two two hundred like two hundred songs. Say you had to make an album every day for a year, three hundred sixty five sure. albums. Think about 12, 12 tracks, 13 tracks per sure. album. Sure, it's a regular album. That's like 200 songs. 200 songs. It's a, I couldn't do it. I, c- I can do 199, no problem. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah, anyone can do, do 199. But 200? That 200th one, that's... 100 songs. That's writer's block! <laughs> please, please, please leave me alone. Are you talking to me? Yeah. Wait, I are you to, talking to you too to me? I have to go. <laughs> I have to go. <laughs> is this an episode of I Have to Go? I think it is. Hey, this is Scott. And this is Scott. This is an episode of Hey, I Have to Go. All right. Later, man. Bye. Good app. Great app. You actually left during that. And we had to pause That's right. the tape for Seven a week. Days. <laughs> and now we're back. Thanks for having me back, by the way. <laughs> Buddy, that was really rude. It's weird. I'm wearing the same clothes I was seven days ago. That's right. You're wearing a Jesus costume. That's right. Why is that, by the way? Well, We've never done this in... I mean, Halloween was right around the corner yeah. uh, in the rear view. Yeah. Oh, by the way, and I want to catch up with you. Uh, did you dress up for Halloween? Sort of. What does that mean? That doesn't mean anything to me when you say sort of. Well... And just end there. Obviously, you, you have to continue. Do you not understand what sort and of mean? I understand them individually, but put them together, I'm baffled. What about of sort? Yes, I know that. Oh, okay. did you of sort it? I of sort Oh, it. right. Yeah. So which parts of your body were dressed in a Halloween costume? Only my penis. <laughs> no. Uh, I Everything but your penis. I wore a, um, I wore a, um, a uh, handmaid's uh, outfit. Handmaid's Tale outfit. Yeah, but I, once we started, we went out to go trick-or-treating, I took it off because it was too much of a pain in the ass to walk in, and I couldn't see anything. So I actually hey, didn't— Speaking of walk-in, uh, Christopher Walken is here. Oh. Christopher Walken. Uh, oh, uh, how are you? Wow, thank you for uh, for being on the show. Uh, I saw your Halloween costume. Oh, yeah, you did. You, were you at Trick Gotta go. <laughs> Goodbye. Well, he did an episode of I Gotta Go. Wow. That was Amazing. a great app. 
Really good app, but the shortest one ever. So you, it was too difficult to walk in because you were wearing heels, or it was the the dress was constricting, it was just, or it was just too much material and stuff. So I, I actually mm-hmm. I had it. But the opposite criticism of this show. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um. So uh, so yeah. What about you? Did you dress up? I didn't do anything. I don't. I don't uh, believe in Halloween. Oh, you don't believe it. Exists? I don't believe in God. So well, I don't celebrate Halloween. You don't have to believe in God to go and dress up. And have fun <laughs> Adam, you have to believe in the devil if you believe in God. And Halloween is a devil's holiday, and I don't believe in God, so I don't believe in the devil, so I don't believe in Halloween. Yeah, but I mean, there are plenty of people who don't believe in that stuff, and they still, you know, celebrate the holiday as a just a fun day. There are, yeah. Holy shit! See, you've been I've missing missed out on this. so yeah. much. Twenty eight Halloweens I've missed. So did you stop believing in God? I'm 28 years old. Oh, right. Sorry. I, sorry, I didn't do that math. Come on, motherfucker. Sorry. <laughs> you're blowing up my spot over Are you here. still telling everyone? Yeah, I'm still 20. Yeah, you're 20. You're 26. 26. Yeah, 26 and 28. Yeah, 28. Fuck. Yeah. All right. Fine. Sorry. Hollywood's going to pay attention. Is this another episode of Hollywood's going to pay attention? I think it is. This is Scott. And this is Scott. This is Hollywood's Gonna Pay Attention, and uh, Hollywood has been casting a blind eye when it comes to certain things in the news, if you know what I mean, but I think finally, Hollywood's gonna- gonna, They're gonna pay attention. Hey. Sorry. title of the show is Hollywood's Gonna Pay Attention. That's right. Not they're gonna pay attention. I know. I was was not thinking. Fuck! Sorry. Anyway, Hollywood's gonna Gonna pay. pay. Pay me some attention. Not pay me some Pay atten- some attention. Pay some attention. Pay. Attention. 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 Great app. That was a really, really solid. Solid, solid. is like solid gold. Solid as a rock. Solid as Iraq. Um, so what is, uh, we got to catch up before we get to this. And this is very exciting. U2 uh, has given us their album. They, yeah. Well, I've been they, listening to it for what is it, two days ago? Yeah, like we got it two days yeah. ago. We rushed to get here. I I binge watched uh or binge listened, I guess. Binge listened. The first song. And it was really good. <laughs> yeah. Um In one sitting. Yep. Wow. All three minutes. Whoa. It was uh my attention wandered a bit, I have to admit. Um, but uh that's very it's very exciting. We're gonna be talking about the song, but we have to catch up. We haven't seen each other in I a while. I know, it's been it's been a while. Bitaloo! Um, you've been, Adam, you've been busier, I think, than a B, certainly. Depends on the B. Than one B. Well, de- again, it depends on the B. The B from B movie? Okay, now that was a busy B. That was a very, especially for those 90 minutes. I feel like I've at least been as busy as that particular B. You've been as busy as that B. Yes. Um, you, you, uh... Every time I reach out to you, I'm rebuffed. Uh, you give me the stiff arm. Uh, in, the stiff in, arm? The stiff arm in terms of uh, uh, communication. Uh, right, because you two released like three songs and we didn't do any episodes. We didn't do any episodes. Because we didn't have any we, – we were, you were busy too. No. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Not at all, actually. Well, I thought I thought it was a two way. No, nope. yeah, this is I, like this is one of these one way streets, my friend. I, I was we were shooting Ghosted. That's right. G-hosted. Let's talk. Let's talk about this. G hosted. Um, is that where like they they host G chat? What yeah. is this? Yeah, it's it's both hosting a G chat and it's also like if you just like a nickname for someone G mm. and you're hosting them. 
Got it. For the weekend at your summer house. Sure. And visitors, much like fish, start to stink. Fish. The band fish, they start to stink. After seven weeks, and so you got to get them out of there. Yeah, after seven weeks, hey, guys, you're smelling a little like Trey Anastasio. (laughs) That's right. Get get out of (laughs) here. Get out of here, fish. Um, but you, you, you're on a, uh, uh, local television show called Ghosted. That's right. It's a public access show. We're really mm-hmm. proud of it. And, uh, it's you and Craig Robinson. Yeah. Um, so we, we've, uh, we've been, we were shooting that all fall and now we're taking a little break. Mm-hmm. And Just like Ross and Rachel. That's right. We were on a break. Classic line you from get, a TV show. Get those guys on the show. Yes. That's that'll help that's, the ratings. That's a really good idea. Get mm-hmm. the cast of that show. Get the cast of that, that show. show and just get them on the show. Do get them on the same set and you guys like come in and bust ghosts or whatever it is you do. And we can and we can like maybe do some dialogue from their show on sure. our show. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Just be like, uh, uh, hey, get that monkey out of here. Yeah, get the monkey. The monkey's too cute. We got to get it get out. Get that monkey out of here. Get the monkey out of here. Get the monkey out of here. To be honest, I was like racking my brain trying to think of any A Friends classic. episode. Well, other than the only one I could think of was, uh, was we were on a break. We're on a break. That's the only thing I can think of. Yeah, well, that Ross. was actually a really good uh, Ross impression. Uh, Ross Dress for Less impression. Yeah. You ever on that show? Ross Dress for Less? Yeah. Yeah. It's fun. It's, it's fun. Great. It's a fun set. And affordable. Yeah. It really is an affordable set. <laughs> you could buy anything from that set. <laughs> um, but so you've been doing, you've been doing Ghosted. Uh, been doing which, that. How's, how's that going? Uh, good. Uh, we are. We just did our order, and so we're gonna maybe do more. And we're and if people who haven't seen it, it's on the Fox Television Network. It's on Fox right after the Simpsons and Fox Rocks. On Sunday, as I've said many times. What is that? Because every time I do a thing, a tweet about the <laughs> you show, have never mentioned it. No, because I, but I keep thinking I'm just. Gonna, I, I have to ask Scott what that means. <laughs> so okay, what is so it? Anytime, because it's Fox. Period. No, it's Fox Ellipsis. Fox. Okay. Anytime, Adam, anytime Adam tweets and says, hey, Ghosted is on right, Fox right. tonight, I'd write back, Fox rocks. Yeah. What the hell is that? <laughs> For no reason. <laughs> you say there's nothing. There's no reason. But you you do it with. I do it with, like, yeah. Pretty strenuous consistency. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> like at one point I, I thought, is this some uh, thing uh, Scott has set up with his no, phone? Like, is no. it an automatic thing? Because <laughs> no, I can't I, imagine he's actually sitting there doing this every time. Yep, every time. Uh, I don't even have an alert for <laughs> Amazing. Uh, just to make you laugh. And and then what it was- It does, well, every time. And then and then Dax Shepard was on the show, right? And yeah. it was Dax. Dax. Rax. Yeah. <laughs> Um, anyway, uh, Fox Television Network on Sunday nights. Sunday nights. Um, uh, Kulop was nice enough to be in the first episode. Well, I mean, you paid her. Yeah, but she was still nice enough to come and let us How pay nice her. is that? Well, you know, she didn't have to do it. Are you nice enough to pick up your paychecks at work? Well, yeah, I'm talking uh, aside from the money. It was nice of her that to do That was the only reason she did it. Well, okay, be that as it may, I was happy to have her. Um, if she did it only for the money, that's fine, but it's not something that her husband necessarily has to share with me. 
Uh, she would tell you herself, personally. Fine, but she doesn't have to share it with me either, okay? This is- She wanted to. God damn it, Scott. Sorry, sorry. We're happy to have her, and let's just leave it at that. She was in the uh, very first scene of the first episode or the second One scene? One of the first scenes, One yeah. of the very first scenes. So, and she- uh, she she's part of the canon now. She's got to get back oh, yeah. there. You know, you got to. She she should just pop up. You know what I mean? Like fire one of the people on that show. Who's who's the one you want to fire? Yeah, we should. You know what? We should just fire everybody, mm-hmm. uh, including Craig and I. <laughs> yeah, and just have a big cool up. And the cast of Friends. And fire. We're on fire, a break. Fire all the friends. Fire all of them. Oh, you mean hire cool up and the cast of Friends? Yes. Why not? Higher fire. It's, it's two sides of the you same coin. We're all going to die. We are all dying. So who cares? Are you having fun on that show? And you just held up your finger like you wanted to say something, I but ask, I got in there first. I was going to ask you a question. Yeah. Uh, yes, it's very fun. Okay. What have you been doing? You know what? I, uh, that's a good question. I've been. Well, not really. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's the bare it's minimum. A fine question. <laughs> I've been, you know, I've been uh, working on shows, producing some shows. I I wrote a little something that I was supposed to be shooting this week, and it got postponed. Mm. So I'm uh, sitting on my little butt. I want you guys to make another Michael Bolton Christmas special. I that would be very fun. You were kind enough to be paid to be in the first Michael Bolton special. Paid, yeah. And you, I, nothing to do I was, with and I was happy to do that wanted, for you. I wanted to get that fucking money. You called me up and you were like, "Bro, I need some fucking money. I need bro, some fucking right money now. This vertical cocaine is not going to do itself." <laughs> and you said, uh, "Look, I, the only thing I have is this Michael Bolton Valentine's Day special. Do you want to be in that? Give me an address. I'll fucking be there." <laughs> well, it's not shooting for like another month, dude. I'm gonna go there right now. You're going there right out. now. I'm gonna be ready for you guys. Is Michael Bolton ready right now? Maybe we just like Adam's going over there right now. No, get okay. him. Get Scott. Get him I'll, ready. I'll, I'll, Michael, get ready. I'm going there right now. Hey, I'm here. Oh, hey, Adam. It's Michael Bolton. Hey, hey, Michael. You t- you sound like Bill Clinton. Uh, eating ain't cheating. So, listen. I did not have sexual relations with that woman. I just want to say that before we talk about the special. Did you say eating ain't cheating? (laughs) Is that what you said? I I did. That's a a comedy. Shame on you. That is a comedy bang bang in joke. (laughs) Um, Listen to me. We got to shoot this scene, bro. Uh, look, I don't have my saxophone. I'm not sure if I can. Where's Arsenio? The saxophone could be, do that in Hillary, post. I need a Monica. Wait a second. Now who, wait a second. Are you Bill Clinton? Oh, shit. The jig is up. It's me, Tricky uh, Bill. It's him. Uh, Slippery Bill Clinton. Eating ain't cheating. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> uh, what are we talking about? We're talking about oh yeah yeah yeah. So you uh, uh, yeah I want it would be nice to do another Michael Bolton special or any or any other TV or film. I loved that very. very it would be much. nice to uh, do a guest spot on a friend show one of these days. But you know who who has who has shows out there? Who's the executive producer of shows? I, yeah. It's just so hard yeah. to even think about these yeah, days. Yeah, I don't know but, what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> No clue. <laughs> no clue. No clue. Um, what else has been going on in, in the old life? I mean, because you and your wife. Um, My wife. You guys produced that show. Yes. So it's a 
shit ton of work for you guys. Yes. Um, is she on, she's on set or is yes. she, do you keep that separate? Do you do the old offspring? Keep it separated. <laughs> uh, you like that one? That took me a second, but boy, like was it worth it. Did you like that, Adam? Um, no, we're always there. Yeah. Uh, we haven't been shooting now for a couple of weeks, so it's been, it's that's been tough, nice. isn't it? I mean, to tough, always be there to always, well, to always be around, let alone Craig Robinson, but to always like you work when, you know, when you work with Craig Robinson, you don't go home and fuck him, presumably. Well, it depends. You fuck him on the set, right? right. Yeah. You don't have to go home. But you know what I mean? It's, is it t- you guys are always there, then you're always at home. Yeah, but you know, but it's it's good. We we've luckily the the working relationship works very very well. Mhm. Um, the and, home one. Yeah, you know. Please, it's Nightmare a wash, City. Okay, population the two of you. Um, <laughs> um, no, it's 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 good. It's, That's the dream, it's nice though. I think I, Kulap and I did it on Bajillion. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. And you guys work together very well. Yeah, I, I witnessed great. that in action. Mm-hmm. Again, home life miserable, but then on <laughs> yes. the set it seemed great. Yeah. Um, so other than that, you'd been working that's, a lot. That's just what we've been doing now. For that's a long time. Uh, it, it. Just seems like it's overtaken your life. Yes. It just seems like you have, uh, you know, I, I think I texted you at one point. I was like, hey, do you want to go down and get an ice cream cone? Right. Typical text sure. from Scott. Just Scott Ackerman, Adam Scott, weekend. We'll go get an ice cream cone Just a, oh, Just a weekend. Just, or even you know a what? weekday. Maybe it's a long weekend. Sure. You know what I mean? Like maybe it's a holiday, holiday weekend. Week, Friday off you know? or Monday off or maybe you know? both. And maybe we do it sort of like, you know, I mean, we take a half day on Thursday. Yeah. And we come back half day on Tuesday. We come back Tuesday afternoon. Yeah. Grab you know, an ice cream cone. Just grab an ice cream cone. No biggie. Yep. No biggie at all. And you know what? It was a biggie. It, it, it ended up being quite a big deal. Quite a biggie because yep. you wrote back, no man, I'm just always fucking here. Yeah. <laughs> Leave me the fuck alone. <laughs> come come please with a helicopter and pull me out of here. <laughs> please. <laughs> um, six seasons in a movie? Oh, for sure. For sure. Definitely. For sure. For sure. For, for sure. For sure. For sure. Mm-hmm. You ever you, you ever date a valley girl? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm dating which valley? Right now. Oh, you heard? Uh, uh, which valley? Yeah, which valley is she from? Death Valley. Death Valley girl? Yes. Interesting. And she what, is she just a skeleton? Yes. With like buzzards picking at her? Yes. Mm, I'm dating the skeleton. I'm also dating three of the buzzards. Whoa, bro. Uh, yeah. Bro. That's the dream. Bro. You have no idea. Uh, you ever uh, get a little buzzard action? Bruh. Fucking buzzards, Fucking bro, carrying. Best. Fucking uh, carrying my dick. Oh, no. I don't get it. <laughs> um, the, uh, yeah. Yeah. Tw- yeah. 20, 2018. Can you believe 2018 is almost upon us? I can't. It sounds like a science fiction year. And a really bad science fiction book. By the way, yeah, 2018. Like, 2018, like that's it's it's like a month away. I know. It's like, come on, r- really? Like, set it in 2019, right, 2020 at least. At least. least. But you 2018, know, come how about on. you played safe? 2030, okay? okay that well, I would understand. Uh, I don't know. Maybe 2021, right. 2022, right. 20, 20, 23. But 2018, 2018, come on, come on. get a fucking clue. Shit, I mean, 31 days from now, practically, or right. you know, we're gonna be there. Right. Your science fiction is boring, bro. It 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 has no basis 
in anything interesting. It's like, what? It's going to be science fact in literally a month. <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. But wait, wait, do you have a, uh, do you have goals? Do you have uh uh, do you look at 2018 and you go, wow, I mean, 20, look, honestly, 2017 has been, I don't know. It's, it's kind of been beating the shit out of a lot of people. Yeah. You got to admit. 2017 has been, uh, it's been a rough one. It's been a rough one. Rough, tough of, stuff. Yeah. What, what would you say is the roughest thing about 2017 so far? Is it the fact that the, 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 uh, inauguration and everything after that. And, you know, even everything leading up to inauguration, like the year started off like sorrowful because that had just happened. I, um, I was watching the Rose Parade on January 1st. Yeah, as you always do. And I saw uh, someone drop a tuba and I was sad. Oh, man. I heard about that. Yeah. And I, as soon as I heard about that, I shit my pants. (laughs) And you've just stayed in these clothes. Ever since, Ever since then. then, yeah, it stinks it's in here. Such a bummer. And that is primarily why it's been a terrible year for America because, because Adam of the tuba dropping, tuba dropping caused Adam to shit his pants. Turd dropping, and you've tra- <laughs> tuba and turds. I'm so when sorry. When you hear everybody, tubas, is- you think turds, don't well, you? Yeah. Who doesn't though? Do you look? Can we turn the mics off? Let's turn them. Let's turn them all the way off. By the way, okay. like let's not do one of these things where we're like, oh, let's keep them on right. a little bit and like let's do turn, a bit. Let's turn I them want all the, the way off. down and let's take these headphones off. Let's take them all off uh, and let's take you know while you we're at it, let's take off. these clothes yeah. off. <laughs> what are we doing in these? You could, they're tight. They're constricting. They're I gotta, hot. I, I gotta take my shoes off. <laughs> Oh my God, your shoes were on so yeah. tight. I got to take my underwear off. Okay. Does that happen every time you take Yeah, I have a haunted house underwear. Um, okay, so I'm glad the microphones are off. And our, I'm glad and our, our clothes, clothes are off. And naked. our headphones. Um, I just wanted to tell you that it's true every time I think about a tuba being dropped. I can't help it. What? Is, can, did, I, can I? Can yeah, I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please try to try to come up with some sort of association because we're going to be we're going to be talking about tubas a lot on this show and also the, yeah. the YouTube record that we were sent yeah it's a tuba fest no, bro you know that wall to wall tubas why do you yeah, I've been driving around listening to this thing you've been dropping turds, turds the entire time turd city Fountain Avenue you know but I, more I like so. turd avenue exactly it's like a sea of turds it's a fountain of turds would be right. a right. funnier thing to say mountain of turds that would make more sense as a joke as a joke sea of turds sea of turds that's what's happening i'm off because of all the tubas you're off we're gonna be talking about tubas so much try to think of something something else oh i'm sorry i even mentioned it but look try to think of something else think about uh something happy like what's the happy Um, what's your happiest memory um oh uh there's this time in early childhood it was Mm. a great day what are we talking like 17 18 no, earlier than days. That. Old. Oh, right. Yeah. No, earlier it, than it, that. It was exactly 17 days. So you're 17 right days. Wow. And I remember my mom and my dad, we were mm. all together at the park and this guy walked by and he was carrying a tuba. Oh, God. God damn it. It's fucking Listen to me. Listen to me. It is a problem. It's a problem, Adam. But th- what can we do? Well, I guess I'm just going to have to replace that memory with something else or mm-hmm. that association. Okay, so else. so when you hear the word tuba, will you please stop saying it? 
I will stop saying it, but we're going to be saying it a little later. So okay. we have to. Right. We, we're, so we have to. We have to come up with some other memory. Okay. Sure. So uh, imagine this. Yeah. Imagine a tuba player. Uh-huh. Okay. And he's he's on a football field. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And he's out there. He's with the band. Yeah. And instead of dropping his tuba. Okay. Instead, the other team. Yeah. The visiting team. Yeah. Accidentally kicks him the football. Uh huh. It lands in the hole of his tuba. <laughs> it gets stuck in the it tuba. It gets stuck in the okay. tuba. All right. And he tries to blow, and it's like it, it won't pop out. Sure. So instead, he runs it all the way back for a touchdown. Gets a wins touchdown. the game. He gets a touchdown. Touchdown. And he wins the game he for his team. He wins the game. Now wait a second. What color uniform did he have on? Brown, like shit. Done. Yeah. Done. 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 Okay. This is great. All right. Let's get. Let's, let's turn get the dressed. microphones on. Let's put on our clothes. <laughs> Ah, <sighs> oh boy! Hmm. Are those microphones? Oh, let's turn them on. Let's turn them on. I'm gonna put these headphones on. Okay. Yeah. Ah, okay. We're ready to do the show. We are back. We are back. You ready? You ready for this? I'm ready. All right. We're we need to take a break. Okay. We need to take a break. When we come back. When we come back, we are going to have the world premiere of U2's album, Songs of Experience. This is crazy. This is very exciting. Listen, when we started this stupid, stupid show, Mm -hmm. did we think that we would... Deve- be best friends with the band? Exactly. Yes, we did. Did we think we would be- Are we disappointed that we're not? Yes, we are. <laughs> did, you, did we think we would be getting their album ahead of time? Sent to us from them I to listen to. I assumed we would get it late. Like they would send it a year from now. Right, like we would, by law, not be able to listen to it until <laughs> yeah, a year after There would be out. an oral restraining order on us <laughs> because we're so weird. Right. And they go, look- not only do we, we hate your show, them so <laughs> not only do we hate it, but we're putting and we're putting a restraining order on your ears. You will yeah. not be able to listen to you two. That's what we thought was going to happen. But you know what happened? I don't know. Just the opposite. What? Yeah, the opposite, bro. Wait, I'm trying to think of the exact opposite of everything that we just said. Well, just think of all of that okay, inverted restraining order. So, what's the opposite of a restraining order? Just hugs like from an everyone. Evite? Everyone around. Yes, an evite. Okay, so an evite. Yes. What's the opposite of your ears? Um, what would the opposite of ears be? I guess like who had the nostrils? Biggest, nostrils. Yeah, because Dumbo had the most prominent yeah. ears of any fictional character. That's right. And so the opposite of his ears would be his long elephant nose. Yes, a trunk, if you will. Yeah. Well, he's an elephant. Mm-hmm. So, so we got an evite for our nostrils. In the form of these ones and zeros being sent to us. 13 songs. 13 songs, uh, but you all know that because they are, uh, that is common knowledge. Uh, (laughs) So I don't know why we said that like. Like it's cool info, insider (laughs) info. Um, Yeah, we're going to go through it song by song. It's very exciting. Song by song, very exciting. Uh, We are going to be... Right back. Uh, this is you talking you two to me. We'll be right back. Hey, you two lovers, rock and roll fans of all stars and stripes, people who 
are going to be following you two around on tour, perhaps, or just people traveling for the holidays? Well, guess what? I have something that is going to make your life so much easier. I have one of these, and you're going to want one too. What am I talking about? Away. Away? I've heard that word following the word anchors when I'm watching... Gene Kelly dance with an animated mouse, but what are you talking about? Away. No, A W A Y away. Away offers high quality luggage that's designed to be resilient, resourceful, and essential to the way you travel. Yes. What am I talking about? Well, I have one of these, and it has revolutionized the way that I carry my luggage. All right, let's talk about it. Away bags and accessories, they make a perfect gift. Why? Because they have these incredible features that your normal carry-on bags do not have. What am I talking about? I'm talking about a USB port right there in your carry-on bag. How many times have I gone to the airport looked around for a plug somewhere? I I tell you when I was on tour on the Comedy Bang Bang tour, I sat in the hallway of an airport for hours just because there was one random plug at the very bottom. I just sat there on the cold, cold tile for hours just monopolizing this one lone plug. I wouldn't have to do that any longer. These things have plugs right there in the bag. It's incredible. There's so much store. So uh, the way that they have made these bags, I can fit so much into them. I used to have to carry a giant uh, uh, bag and check my luggage. Now I can just take one of these carry-ons. It's amazing. Away bags and accessories, they make the perfect gift because they have a lifetime guarantee and a 100-day trial. What? 100 days? So if you have, a, if you have uh, any kind of trips coming up, in the next four months, just get one of these bags and use it on the trial. Look, there's a perfect size and color for everyone on your list this holiday season. Or maybe, you know what else? They have an away gift card. If you can't make up your mind or if you don't know what kind of bag that your uh, Uncle Joey, <laughs> Uncle Joey Lawrence would want. Who knows? They have a variety of colors, four sizes, including carry-on sizes that are compliant with all major U.S. airlines. So if any, uh, basically, if you read the instructions of these things, if anyone at TSA is saying, like, why do you have a USB thing? You ba- they, have a, they have a sticker that you can point to that shows them that they're compliant, all right? So that all major U.S. airlines you can get into, and if anyone has any sort of trouble or is confused by it, you just point to the sticker. It's lightweight. Very, very lightweight, made with premium German polycarbonate that is unrivaled in strength and impact resistance. TSA approved combination lock. Four 360-degree spinner wheels, which is great because I have a different carry-on that I got from a different company that they say they have spinner wheels, but strangely, it only goes when you push it one way. Uh, It's terrible. This one, zip, zap, zoop. Any way you want it, that's the way you need it. Uh, a patent-pending compression system to help overpackers? Hey, that's me. Better yet, both sizes of the carry-on are able to charge anything that's powered by a USB cord. Anything. A single charge will power your iPhone five times. Five times. So if you're delayed, like I was at an airport, for eight hours, you're not going to have a problem with this. Uh, I love it. 
It's an incredible bag. You're going to want to try it. Try out a way for 100 days. If at any point you decide it's not for you, return it for a full refund. Shipping free within the lower 48 states. And thanks to Away's lifetime warranty, if anything breaks, they will fix it. So you've got nothing to lose. And believe me, I am constantly sending mine back to them and saying, fix this, fix this. And they love it. They love fixing things. They're amazing. You got to get one. For $20 off a suitcase, visit awaytravel.com slash u2 and use the promo code U2 during checkout. Very important. Awaytravel.com slash U2. Use the promo code U2. You're going to get $20 off your Away suitcase. Away! It's no longer just for animated mice. Welcome back to you talking U2 to me. This, of course, is one of the first singles that they released U2, that is, uh, U2 and Kygo. This is the U2 versus Kygo, which I think is a cool way to say um, they teamed up. It's like Batman v Superman. You yeah. know what I mean? It's a, like, I would imagine that U2 and Kygo, much like Batman v Superman, they fought for a little bit yeah. in the studio. Like, yeah. they had a big knockout fight. And then, um, like, Kygo was like, my mother's name is Martha. And then they were like, holy shit, we should just do a song. Yeah. Let's lay it down. I feel like they blew up just so many buildings, just destroyed <laughs> a city. Did you hear about that? Did you hear about U2 and yeah. Kygo basically just fucking demolishing just Tulsa? Flattening Tulsa, Arizona. It's crazy. Like, that, there, There that, is no Tulsa, Arizona anymore. gone. It's gone now. But we have the song, so. We have the song, fine. and it's, so it's a fair trade-off as yeah. far as, because Tulsa, Arizona was kind of a shithole. Yeah. And, no one ever talked about it. And everybody listens to that remix of the song. Everyone <laughs> listens to that remix. I actually like that remix uh, quite a bit. I do, too. Um, so this is exciting. By the way, Scott and, what's your name? Mm, Scott. Mm, yes. Um, mm, according to my calculations. Uh, according uh, to Jim. Um, <laughs> we, <laughs> we are back. And uh, we have we very rarely do these episodes anymore. And, that's true. Uh, it's a shame because I would love to uh, spend more time with you because um, Agreed, I miss you. Scott. I, I miss you. I'm not afraid to say it either. I never said I was afraid to say it. I'm well, not a fucking coward I, <laughs> like your son when it comes to Harry Potter, which, by the way, we need an update on Harry Potter. Nothing. I have nothing, nothing. for you. No Fantastic Beasts just and where not, to find them? Just, I have to say, just not particularly interested. He doesn't like uh, wizards? Not really. The, you Wh- know what? what about Wizard Without You? I think, I think that uh, – I'm going to let that one slide. I think that – that's uh, a deep cut from three years ago. I think we really <laughs> we talked about wizard without you. God, I don't remember that. <laughs> I think that the uh, Harry Potter thing came and went, but I feel like maybe it'll be revisited at some point. But I, I have tell nothing you what, to update you on. Kulap and I are going to this is this is uh, big news. I'm breaking some okay. even bigger news than this U2 stuff. Okay, we're going to Universal Studios Harry Potter World sometime yeah. this week. Yeah. If you can guess, you're allowed to come, and I'll buy uh, your ticket, and uh, I'll buy a ticket for your entire family, and I'll, I'll get well, everyone into Harry Potter. We've been there a bunch of times. Wait, so you've a bunch of times? Yeah, I mean, they. I think they like that more than the books and the movies. They like going to that, you know, the Universal Studios 
Harry Potter. Are they interested in movie making? Is that? I think they just like going around to the rides and stuff. You know, that, uh-huh. have you been it's, to the Harry Potter world there? No, I've, I've never been. Scott, it's fantastic. What about uh, Gryffindor Alley? Is that there? Sure. You know, Butterbeer? You can get it there. You buy, give them a couple of dollars. You get Butterbeer. You drink it. You get high as fuck on Butterbeer? Oh, man. You have no idea. I literally have no idea. You I've don't never had butter have beer. an idea. I don't have any ideas. Well, I'm, I, I'm out of ideas. Well, you don't need an idea to drink a delicious frosty mug of You need uh, an idea beer. of looking at it and saying, hey, that's liquid and that would taste good. And you would need to have the idea to reach into your back bucket and pull out a few ducats because it ain't cheap, <laughs> okay? Back bucket? But in your back bucket, you don't carry a bucket? <laughs> because you were about to say ducats and so you said Is that what I said? Did I say buckets? Yeah, yeah back bucket. What, what if we all had, uh, and this would ruin the view of the ass, I guess, yeah. but but two buckets, just two buckets. It would ruin the view of the ass unless you love looking at buckets instead of asses. <laughs> By the way, buckets, not a bad slang term for asses. No. Check out those buckets. Hey, look at those buckets walking down the street <laughs> on a Saturday night. Buckets walking down the street on a Saturday night. You too. Call us. We have a great <laughs> new song for you on the songs of whatever your next album is going to be. In seven years. <laughs> yeah. By the way, it's only been uh, three. Wait, how, how long has it been since the last one? It's now been. I think it's like three years. It's, it's been three not years. That. Yeah. It's It's great. For them, for them, it's, it's really good. It's really good, yeah. Um, because in their early career, they were on the, of course, when you first start a band, you put out a record every year, especially yes. in the 80s. Yes. Uh, but there have been like nine-year stretches or something like that. Where well, they I think between them? No Line and on the Horizon and Songs of Innocence, that was the longest stretch because that yeah. was wh- – when did No Line on I think the it was like two thousand nine. And Yeah, it, it was a full three weeks <laughs> – until the next And they were used to putting out 365 records per year. 200 songs. 200 songs total. Um, now, wait. Can I ask you this before we get into the album? Yeah, man. Are you Were you able to discern if any of these songs were the ones they played for? I was going to ask you that. I can't – I they, they're sort of familiar to okay. me. And I kind of am like, did we hear this one? I remember I there was one that we heard – I don't even – uh, he wrote it for another artist. I don't even know if we can even say who it was for. God, and I, I know, and I know that one was is not in this record. But some of them sound like, like I'm like, yeah, I sort of yeah. remember Bon. I I wish we had been able to tape it or. I, I feel but, like we must have, because that was two years ago. These songs have all probably changed a lot. But yeah, no. Yeah, but uh, there are a couple where I'm like, oh, this might be one of those, but I mm-hmm. can't, I can't totally tell. So we're about to do. We're about to get into breaking down the album track by track. And by the way, uh, I want to welcome all of the listeners who undoubtedly read about this on a website and said, start the podcast <laughs> at right. you know 45 minutes <laughs> right. and whatever where they actually. So I want to uh, welcome all of them, and I want to say goodbye to all the listeners who aren't interested in the U2 <laughs> songs. So I wish we could find anyone who was interested in both, but uh, unfortunately, they're not there. Probably not. So hi, goodbye. Um, so we're about to do it. This is very exciting. Let's let's go through it a little bit. Um, we were we were just let's be honest. We were just minding our own fucking business. Oh man, just chilling. M Y O F B. Doing nothing. Just Staring at the wall. Just staring at the wall going, I wish you were clear so I could see outside at least. And then, like a lightning bolt, a lightning bolt came down. 
literally a lightning literally bolt. we were struck by lightning there were two lightning bolts in los angeles bolts, bolts. <laughs> one at my house one at your small studio apartment and when we got to hey wait a minute <laughs> why do you gotta let everyone know that i'm not as rich as you <laughs> that is by the way that is the running uh subtext of you talking you two to me is adam lording his riches over it. oh man every chance i get <laughs> <laughs> um, but when we got to our emails, we found just uh, a tiny little email. It was just, it was, it was practically nothing, just a trifle. Yeah, just a little, little cute little email. Just cute. a little thing. It was adorable. The ones and zeros, some uh, typed uh, correspondence. Like, uh, yeah, to, from. Yeah, yeah. Typical yeah, just, email. Yeah, look, look, it, it's no big Hollywood special effects here. It no, was, I, I, I wasn't about to alert the media. Hey, no, no, no. Uh, hey email received. Email. I mean, come on. Extra, extra email <laughs> found on person's computer. Hey, no. Scott and Adam receive an email. I mean, it's not big news. It's okay? not, we get emails no, every day. It's not fake news. No, no, no. No, it actually happened. But I, we weren't about to, you know, go tell it on the mountain. We're not going to go berserk over here. No. Okay? But what we found when we got to that email was a little something called the new U2 record. Yep. Uh, and uh, I flipped my wig. Oh, man. I flipped the script. <laughs> That's right. You somehow flipped the script on flipped them. Flipped the script. And you were like, U2? Yeah. I want full credit on this record. Yeah. Completely, the script was turned 180 One, degrees over. I flipped it. And then you turned it another 180 to where it was just back where it was. Well, yeah, and so I could read it, so I could turn the yeah, pages. Yeah, obviously. You do that every single time on Ghosted, right? You, every time you I get a script. You receive the scripts, flip you flip it, and go, How, what do you think about this? And people are like, "I there are no jokes anymore. It's yeah. upside down. And I say, exactly, and then I leave the room. <laughs> people hate you. D- do not like me at all. Yeah, you're a bad boss. Re- really tough to work. You've heard with. of bad moms? Christmas. Bad boss. Bad boss. Christmas. You ever? Did you ever? Uh, Stop see looking at your movie? phone. Stop looking at your phone. Did, did you ever see that movie? Horrible bosses. Uh no. Me neither. <laughs> so uh, let's talk about it. We 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 definitely got this record, and you can't argue about that. Um, but let's talk about the record just generally, um, before we get into tracks, let's talk about the history of it a little bit. Obviously this is sort of the airsoft sequel to Songs of Innocence. Yeah. There's some themes, uh, that pop up. The Batman theme. Yes. Spider-Man theme. Theme from Cheers. Those two themes pop up more than once. (laughs) More than once. Um, it's very much a sequel to Songs of Innocence. In the sense of it, it is a uh, sequel to Songs of Innocence. (laughs) And has a similar title. <laughs> so similar, in fact, that two of the words are exactly the same. I'm not going to tell you which ones. Um, so it, uh, reading a little bit. By the way, they sent us a nice, uh, I, it may be the CD booklet. I'm not quite sure, but it has uh, Bono's. Yeah, liner notes. It has Bono's musings on the record yes. uh, for five pages of the booklet. Yeah. He, write, he writes more about this record than I normally when you get a U2 record. He's like basically like, listen up, assholes, and that's yeah. about all he says. In not this, one, this time. Not this time. He writes about uh, his experience making it yeah. and how personal it is, yeah. and uh, he writes about certain songs and why what they mean, and, and it's very I, interesting. I was happy that we got that because listening to the record with all that information made it a different experience. Because songs of different experience. Exactly. Um, apparently, the record was written and 
uh, and also recorded that's while true. He was having a bit of a uh, health scare, and so that informed a lot of the uh, a lot of the writing. He does not go into it. I was trying to figure out: is this about him dressing up like the Hasidic Jew and falling off his bike? <laughs> <laughs> Remember that it old sounded, yarn? Yeah, it sounded different than that, though. It sounded it like sounded different because episode, it sounded like yeah. it was a year ago, and yeah. I looked for some information about it online, and I could not find anything, yeah. and it leads me to wonder if we are somehow breaking some sort of news uh, because not a lot of people have or no one has has really read this CD booklet yet Uh, but he doesn't go into it and he doesn't say what it is yeah uh, but he was facing mortality or facing uh, a a giant life-changing event yes of some sort when he was writing this record yeah and it's reflected in 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 the uh, in the lyrics, I, I mean, I guess that means that the the bulk of the lyrics were written just in the last year or something, mm-hmm. or maybe he fiddled around and fiddled. tweaked them or fiddled something and like this. This record was set to come out about a year ago, uh-huh. uh huh, and then basically on November, I'm going to say it was sometime between the seventh and ninth of right. last year. The 8th, November 8th. Probably November 8th, Election yeah. day. Oh, yeah. Oh, it was election day, right. Yeah. Um, the With Brexit and with the election in the United States, uh, they suddenly – it was one of those things where suddenly they were like, oh, we can't just put out happy, fun time like – Everything is Party great. Party album. Party album. Let's let's cut the uh, the cover of La Bamba. Yeah. Let's cut the mustard. Obviously, they had mustard all over the record. Yeah. Um, we got to maybe tweak this a little bit. So they took another year and yeah. they uh, have improved the songs. Another thing I read, which is very interesting, is that – or maybe it's not. Who knows? Uh, who am I to judge? We're about to find out. Uh, is that traditionally with U2, other than probably the first few years, <laughs> other than the first couple of years where they were out there on the road playing and they would play new songs before they recorded them in front of audiences. A lot of bands can't do that nowadays because everyone is taping every yeah. second of your show. Yeah. So if you play a new song and just test it out in front of people, they'll upload it to the internet immediately. Um, but un- so uh, for the past couple of decades they have recorded the songs and then put them out and then tried to figure out how to play them in a live setting yeah. which changes them sometimes quite a a big deal because yeah. or a great deal because what works on a record does yeah. not always work in a live setting with this one they really wanted to figure them out uh in a live setting first and so they sort of figured them out as they were about to prepare for a concert. It's so boring. Um do you do you mean like like the the What song? was boring about it? The the actual information or the way I said it? I think it was just like how long it was. It was so long. Okay. How would you edit it? Well, wait, let me get the tape here. I'm going to rewind it. Uh, and stop. Okay. Uh, let me play uh, play it, okay? So, and uh, I read something okay, which is very— cut that out. Okay, and go and keep going. Which is very interesting. Cut that. And who knows? Maybe maybe it's not interesting. Maybe it is interesting. Uh, who am I to judge whether yeah, it's interesting? Cut all that out. So now normally 
when you two would put out a record, uh, unlike the early years where they would okay, rehear- I'm going to just take the word years. I'll use that. Years. Years. Yeah. Years. 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 I'm going to manipulate that one word and break it up so he's saying something else. And play. I like penis. There we go. Okay, that's what I would do with it. Wait a minute. That's what I would do with it. You can't make me say I like penis. That would make it better. All right. Um, so the song they played live, at least when we saw them, when our mm-hmm. wives were making fun of us, when yes. we were excited to watch a new song, a new song being, live, yeah. was uh, The Little Things That Give You Away. Yes. And I have to say, on the record, it does, It really sounds, a lot of this record actually sounds like the, it could just go straight on the stage and be played live. It's not as much a studio yes. creation. It, as, it is. And are we about to get into what we think about the record? I think so. Oh, boy. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. Um, it is, I think, it It sounds huge. Yes. It sounds very big. It's a it, monster. It's a, it, it is an a, arena yes. rock album. Yes. It is a big, I mean, the drums are loud. Yeah. It is a very, very big record. And I can imagine, uh, and I'll have to imagine, I guess, uh, being in a rock and roll concert and listening to this record or listening to them play these songs and they're just huge, like jumping up and down. Yes. Crowd pleaser. Crowd pleaser. Hooky. Like even the slower, more, you know, kind of the, the contemplative. Yes. Yeah. Those have these real hook, big hooks. Big. In them. Yeah. They all kind of. Much like the uh, aforementioned, the little things that give you yeah. away, it starts off kind of slow and then yeah. builds to this big um, arena rock feel yeah. to it. And most of the songs, I would say it's bookended by slower ones, but tracks 2 through 12 yeah. are all just like big, boom, brash. Yeah. Uh, and and not, um, I would say a lot, like we were saying, it's, Kind of has a live feeling. It's a lot less produced than the previous record. Mm-hmm. It feels f- more fully realized well, to me. It, it did. It, it definitely feels more of a whole piece. Yeah. With maybe the exception of the first song, uh, which was uh, produced by a different producer. Um, it, it then the other record. The other record kind of was like, hey, we're going to do a post punk song, and yeah. we're going to do a big arena rock song, yeah. and it was a little more hodgepodge, patchy, which I liked. Yeah. Uh, this feels more like a whole piece of like every single one feels very similar. Yeah, and it it has less of a sheen to it, less of a polish. I mean, it's very produced. It's a big, intricate, uh, huge sounding album. But it it's not like I I don't I didn't feel like they were reaching for um, some sort of production trend, which they did on a couple of songs on the last record. Right. I felt like they were... With maybe the exception of the first song, they're they're not saying like, hey, this is our... Like, what's popular in rock right now? Um, you, you mean like <laughs> who, what's... Who am I talking to? <laughs> <laughs> you mean like what, what like... You know, what's popular on the is, charts? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, you know, this... Uh, they don't have any of like, hey, this is produced exactly like this hit or right. this is produced like this hit. Right. This is a U2 album. Yes. That sounds very much like what they want 
to be doing, I think, which I think is, I thought the last record was awesome, but this one feels more like them doing their thing that they do best. The one thing I would say, though, is that it, I don't think that this album has any of the kind of anthemy U2 kind of songs. Oh, really? I don't think it has any of the pride where the streets have no name type songs. I think it's almost a little like an album full of songs like Elevation and Vertigo. It's like every song is kind of like that, you know what I mean? Oh, I and don't. Not, and not so much like these kind of slow, buildy, like bad. Yeah. When I say bad, I mean the song bad. Yeah. Uh, bad or... I don't agree with that one. Well, fuck the fuck <laughs> I think that, of you. I think there's a few big uh, uh, big anthems in here, big arena anthems. We should go through it. Yeah, well, uh, let's. I, I've been mentioning that first song, and uh, why don't we play a little bit of it? This is a little bit of Love Is All We Have Left. This is the opening. Of, Who this produced is, this, this track? This one is uh, the guy from Guy Fieri. I love his music so much. And when you listen to it, it just it's like eating a southwestern chili popper. <laughs> it really is. Um Andy Barlow, who is from a band called is it Lamb? I think it's uh, a group called Lamb. And this is the only song, this is the only track that he produces on this record, but he does one of he does one of the uh bonus tracks which they did not send us, so we will not yeah. be playing any of those, but on the uh, expanded edition. So I'm and and, the, and I like this song a lot. Me too. It's a little uh, of a Bon Iver feel. Um, yes. So and when I say that they're sort of it, it's kind of like uh, maybe Kanye West 808 Heartbreak, Bon Iver mm-hmm. kind of the, yep. in in that uh field. So let's hear it. This is incredible. We're about to premiere a song no one has heard yet. Uh, unless the album is leaked by the time this comes out. <laughs> <laughs> In which case. <laughs> but here it is. It. This is a little bit of Love Is All We Have Left, the opening track of U2's Songs of Experience. Nothing to stop this being the best day ever. Nothing to keep us from where we should be. I wanted the world, but you knew better. And that all we have is immortality. Love and love. Yeah, a very cool uh, opening. Yeah, very moody, uh, very cool. Uh, You heard a little bit of that uh, kind of auto tune sound, uh, which reminds me of the Bon Iver stuff. Um, And uh, it really sets the stage for the album. It's it's a nice. It's not. 100% 100% representative of the sound of the album. No, in fact, I don't think the rest of the r- record sounds yeah. anything like it, but it, it it almost reminded me when I heard it, I got very excited because, you know, we Scott over here and I are ve- are kind of, uh, we're, we're of course big U2 fans. We've listened to our 
oeuvre, if you doubt that. Yeah. Just and, go back. Just hit the uh, hit the uh, podcast rewind button, which we yeah, all have. Which we installed on all of our phones yes, with the latest iPhone to, update. To ep one, ep two, ep three. You'll, You'll get, get a pretty good You'll idea of where we stand. But but we're sort of different in our tastes about the sound. Uh, by the way, we're not talking about the lyrical content so much anymore. We're talking about right. the sounds. But we're sort of different in what uh, style of U2 that we like best. Yeah. I am more of the post-punk uh, art pop kind of uh, listener in, in terms of like- More a, electronic. Un, well, Unforgettable Fire is my favorite. Right. So the Brian Eno experimental and then the post-punk, you right. know, uh, early stuff. Right. Mixed with like, I like the album pop. Yes. Uh, I think Zuropa is better than Octoon Baby. Right. Uh, Adam, you are more, how would you describe uh, what you are more? Like Joshua Tree, Octoon Baby certainly- you like how did this how did this dismantled bomb get how, in my get in my room? How to that? dismantle an atomic bomb? It's a a, a guitar album. Yes, and th- th- I love that record. I rattle and hum for me was huge because it hit me right when I was like fifteen or fourteen or something, and really uh, hit you right perfect, in the old butthole. Got me right in the butthole at the right age. <laughs> Um, a, so good yeah. so, a good song gets you in the butthole. So you're the more kind of— Oh, you're of, just skipping over this? Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, I, I'm not de- listen, I'm not denying that a good song gets you right in the butthole. Okay, okay? thank you. That's all I just all don't want to joke about it. <laughs> it's very serious. Um, so so okay. we're we're slightly yes. different. I when I hear when I hear something like this, I uh, I get very excited because I like oh the experimental uh, like oh wow that's an interesting yeah yeah, yeah. the the, the you songs come in that, your pants. <laughs> <laughs> the songs that they have been opening their records with uh, recently have been songs like uh, Vertigo and Joey right. Ramone, Miracle of Joe. Right, just right. like big ba-boom, ba-boom, yeah, ba-boom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's very cool for me as like an Unforgettable Fire yes. lover to hear something experimental start off yes. the record. So I, I, I think it's terrific, a terrific way to open up the record. Mm-hmm. Do we want to hear – well, I guess no. That's about all we can play from that. Did you want to hear some of the later in the song? When no, it gets well, I weirder? guess I was going to say like going from that track into the next. Yeah. Yeah, let's try that. Yeah. There's going to be a little bit of a pause because, 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 because. The wonderful. The cause, the cause, the, the cause, the cause, the cause, the cause. The, cause. <laughs> the Bill Cosby. <laughs> what if they changed comedy show? Wizard of Oz to the Wizard of Cause. The world would be a better place. <laughs> And when we say better, we mean just shittier. Everyone would be in jail. <laughs> um, yeah, let's hear a little bit. There's going to be a bit of a uh, – we got the streaming record, so it's not a – tracks have a tiny bit of silence in between them. And then the next song is Lights of Home? This is, is that right? Yeah, Lights of Home. So let's hear uh, the end of this track yeah. into Lights of Home. You want to say something? Well, Lights of Home, interestingly – Lights written, of Home feels like something that we heard Bono singing to us. That's what I was thinking, too. I think I think and, lots of them. And yeah. that one was written with the Haim sisters. Haim! They sing backups at the very end. Um, so that's very interesting, yeah. or maybe not. All right, so let's hear a little bit of the end of this one. Here we go. Love is all we have left.
Okay, I'm going to pause it here. Yeah. Because I I don't want to play too much, but, but I want to get to the, the I chorus, want to get to the right? chorus. Yeah. yeah. So let me see if you know, I can find the chorus. Well, you know, in a song that's like 4 minutes, where would you guess a chorus would come in? I think it was about to hit the chorus. Well, that's there, the pre-chorus. Uh, uh, you know how when you <laughs> <laughs> oh, did you say the word pre? Like I'm right one. with you, man. <laughs> I'm going to guess that the chorus is about 41 seconds in. So let's try this. Here we go. It's a fun no. Probably around here. Okay, here we go. Yeah. Guitar. I I love the that big that big chorus, but it doesn't. It's not a. It's not as. Uh, it's not. It doesn't feel to me like one of those elevation vertigo Joey Ramone, big in your face rockers that they sometimes throw up yeah. at the front of an album. It's a really melodic. Yeah, it's very melodic, but it's it it definitely. I don't think it sounds like a single to me. No, um, not really. I think it just sounds like a cool like. Yeah. Okay, we set the table. You you you've had dinner. Sure. Yeah, I know. I know what dinner is. Sure. I can't I mean, confirm that I've had it. I mean, you're in Hollywood, so you know, none of us are eating as much as we should. You exactly. Know what I mean? uh, but first, you set the table. Yeah. And then you, after that, have a nice melodic song. Sure, or an appetizer of sorts. Well, I'm. Or you just eat a melodic song. <laughs> well, I was gonna say you sing one, but. <laughs> um, but no, it it definitely feels like. Set the table, and then a really cool song that's yeah. like very. It 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 almost announces like, hey, this album. I was listening on headphones today. Yeah. I don't know if you uh, listened on headphones, yeah. but it's booming. I mean, yes. it's big. It's big. Yes. It's a really big. Uh, and it's unrelenting from song two till like late in the album. It mm-hmm. doesn't stop. It doesn't stop. So I, I mean, it's it's a very big song. It does have a little bit of that, and we've talked about this on the show. A little bit of that Cedarwood Road, like uh-huh. like that slidey kind of. Uh-huh. It has a li- shades of Gone from Pop too, which I really mm-hmm. like. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then we get into "You're the Best Thing About Me," which was the technically the first single. Yeah. And uh, I remember when I heard this song at first, I was like, oh, that's an okay single. Yeah. Um, something about hearing it in pla- in this placement. Yes. It sounds very uh, anthemic and yes. very – it's the most U2 song on the record, I think. I can see why they picked it on as in, – in, certainly in, in terms of the U2 – sound the chiming guitar uh-huh. that's uh, uh-huh. through the loop uh, uh-huh. thing it has the most of that on any song on the record i think it certainly feels to me the closest to like the sweetest thing that they've done mm-hmm. like it's just a joyful big love song mm-hmm. and it's really poppy and catchy and it really snuck up on me i when i first heard it it I was thought, frightening it was really scary 
When I first heard it, I thought it was a little simple and kind of thin and just sort mm-hmm. of a. The more I hear it, the more I like it. Me too. Um, let's hear I, a little bit really of it. It's really great. It's uh, and especially when when when, you when it kicks in on the chorus. Yeah. So this is kind of rocky. We're going to talk over this because it's been out for a long time. Yeah. It's it's it starts with a rocky kind of. This reminds me of how did how did you dismantle that bomb that I made. Yeah, this uh, reminds me of sweetest thing for some reason. I think it's just that this it's reminds lighter. me. This part reminds me of elevation. Yeah. Elevation. Yeah. So then when it gets to the chorus, like, yeah, there it is. Yeah. Yeah. Larry Mullins doing some fine work here. Shut as up. Well. Uh, it it feels like uh, after after that first song, which is you know, uh, very cool and experimental. And then a song which isn't a single, but like very booming. Yeah. This feels like a release to be like, and now you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And a less heavy U2 than they usually put out in a first single. It's yeah. a really kind of lighter, joy, joyful song. Do we do we talk about any of the uh, lyrics yet? Or uh, do we talk about any anything that they're talking I about? I haven't. I mean, the the you're the best thing about me is pretty self-explanatory. I would say a lot of these song titles, on just first glance, they're very, they're, uh, I, I don't know, they're they're kind of simple ideas. Yeah, they're and almost they're long. They're long titles. They are. Have but you I, noticed that? Um, I mean, I don't know what's long to you. Uh, personally, everything on about me is long. So yeah. <laughs> I don't understand what you mean. <laughs> okay. Um, but let's let uh, lights you, of home. I think re- really after you reading think that's long. After reading um, the liner notes, I feel like most of the songs are kind of the pall of death is sort of over everything. Yes, a lot of the a lot of the lyrics he writes are lyrics where someone gave him the advice to write as if you're dead, right, which is a weird right. thing to say, but write as if. There will be no repercussions or ramifications of anything you write from anyone you love. Right. Meaning, like, a lot of times as artists, you're very protective of what you put out there because you don't want your loved ones to, you know, think less of you or anything like that. And so he writes that he just threw that all away and is writing very personal things to certain people as if – this is just everything. And uh, he wrote them with the idea in his head that he will not be around to watch them go out into the world. Right. That this is the very last thing. That and he'll he, ever get to say to them as yes, well. Yes, and he won't be around to see the reaction. Right. So when you – some of the – I mean I, I, I've read some of the perhaps criticism of the song titles before people know what the songs are about – are that they're a little simplistic or they're a little greeting cardy of like, you're the best thing about me. Get out of your own way. Uh-huh. Uh, the little things that give you away. Love is bigger than anything in its way. You know what I mean? Like right. they're a little like you two trying to, you know, do these use these sentiments that uh-huh. are sort of – That's interesting. Simple and uh, cliche perhaps, but when you read the lyrics and – sort of see that he's actually talking to yeah. people. It's uh, it's very interesting. It gave me a new uh, take on that. Yeah, well, they're all 
very direct, and I think there's, you know, I'm sure which it, you know, it's we, part of it. Every every great television show or great movie has a director. Yeah, you need a you need director. someone to direct. The next song is the one that I feel is the most like U two y. I can't remember. There's one song that I really feel like is Beautiful Day Part Two. I think it may be this, this one. one. So probably, okay, yeah. so let's hear that. This is Get Out of Your Own Way, which yeah. has already been released. I yeah. think uh, for people who pre bought the album, so this will not be incredibly I'm a big surprised. Fan of to this one as well. Um, are you now, my boy? I sure am, Pop. Yeah, this part sounds very beautiful day. When the when the drum starts. Ah, yeah. It's a beautiful glow. Sorry if I'm ruining this for people. There's a foot at your boy. <laughs> There's a foot at your boy? <laughs> There's a foot at my boy. <laughs> There's a foot at your boy. It doesn't take a cannon just to There's a foot at your boy now. We haven't even gotten to the chorus. Let's skip ahead a little bit to the chorus. Yeah, here we go. Sounds huge. Yep. Yeah, that I mean, that sounds enormous when, especially yes. when you're listening on headphones. Yeah. I mean, it, I I can only imagine going crazy when this song is played. Yeah, it's gonna be a, a when I play it on a CD. Great, I'm great. gonna go crazy. It's gonna be great to watch Scott listening to this on headphones. I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> um. Now, the next song is very interesting because uh, oh, yeah. th- this song, I, you know, and please, if you want the just unadulterated experience of listening to this U2 record. Yeah, don't listen to this. Don't us. listen to this. Yeah. <laughs> so we're, because we're going to talk about things and we're going to spoil things. Yeah. Um, and maybe you don't care. Maybe you're like, oh, yeah, okay. I'll, Fuck you guys. Yeah. Um, this song ends with a spoken word section by Kendrick Lamar. Uh-huh. Uh, and... That continues over uh, into the next song. Kendrick continues speaking into the next song, which is called American Soul. And American Soul is is really interesting because this is the song that Kendrick sampled on yeah. his album and for the song called XXX. Now, let's hear a little bit of X- Also, the chorus for this song is the bridge from Volcano from the previous album. Is it? Yeah. The chorus of this is the bridge of volcano. Yes. Okay, I, I'm going to have to go back and listen, but let's hear a little bit yeah. of the. Uh, this is a terrific song. Let's as well. hear the Kendrick version first, because this is the one that everyone is uh, very familiar with. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so this is. Oh yeah. So yeah. when this, I remember when this came out. Obviously, everyone was writing to us like crazy, like, "Hey, U two is on the new Kendrick album." Yeah. Um, and I remember everyone when they saw that U two was going to be uh, featured on the new Kendrick album, were like, "Uh oh, what do we got?" Because yeah. it's a lot of times when it's that rap rock combination, you not always the best. Not always the best. I mean, "Walk This Way" 
Love it. Terrific. Um, Mary Mary, where are you going to? I don't know what that is. That's Run DMC's on their next album. They decided to do uh, a cover of Mary Mary. And did that Mary didn't... Mary, why you bugging? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I'd love to play that album for you. Yeah. At my house. Sure, let's do that. Um, Can so, I just watch you listen to it on headphones? <laughs> sure. But sometimes that's not so great. But then it came out and people were like, shit, that's a yeah. great song. Now, what's very interesting to me is that is the melody, certainly, but the feel is yes. totally different. It is very much in record. the vein of like elevation and vertigo. Yeah, and that, that sounds like maybe a kind of almost Sinatra-esque. Yeah kind of swing yeah. uh, version and it sounded very cool on the Kendrick record and it sounds very different on this record. Let's hear a little bit of American Soul. This is Giant. Here we go. This is you 2 with American Soul. Blessed are the bullies for one day they will have to stand up to themselves. Blessed are the lies for the truth can be awkward. Okay, I'm going to cut to the chorus a little bit because... This country is to me a thought that offers grace For every welcome that is sought Yeah, I mean that's yeah that's a mole <laughs> digging. Yeah. I mean it's it's uh it's big. It's really big sounding. Um, and it's, I a, it was, it's a really really good song. I thought it was interesting. But they're they're you know they're they're two different songs that are sort of related. I mean Kendrick is talking uh, about his uh, take on America. Uh-huh. He calls out Fox News on that uh-huh. song. Uh, and then I was kind of like, the first time I heard it, I was like, well, what is you two trying to say? Like, they're trying to say like, uh, America is rock and roll. Like, that's not that's that's not uh, as big of a statement as Kendrick's. But then the more I read the, the lyrics, I was like, uh, it, it's actually uh, about immigration, it seems like to me, and about what America means to people who are, uh, coming over here and yeah. um, and America as an idea that inspires people to do things and how fragile that is because it's in da- that that idea is something. I don't know that's, what you're talking about. <laughs> no, but he says <laughs> it's in, when in the liner notes he talks about America as being an idea at, more than a country. Right. Yeah. Definitely. I will say it has the triptych of you uh, two sort of uh, cliches uh, lyrically of uh, rock, rock and roll, America, America. Jesus. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> um, Absolutely. Elvis, not represented. All all bases covered. <laughs> yep. In terms of three. That chorus, I was just like, Jesus. You know? It sounds, it's it's a big one. Yeah. It, it really uh, is. And, and, so, and so then in the record, we've had a couple of tables, uh, you know, certainly a, a very moody one and then a very giant one that seems like table setting and then three in a row of just like boom, boom, boom. Yeah, two big bright pop songs and then a kind of 
down and dirty one, mm-hmm. American Soul. And then what's next? Uh, next is Summer of Love. And uh, yeah, Summer of Love. Slow it down a little bit. Slow it down a little bit. And Summer of Love, uh, it's interesting. Well, let's just hear it's a little really bit of it and discuss it, too. discuss it lyrically, because I think when you hear Summer of Love, it's like, the 60s, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's not that. It's not that. But so let's hear a little bit of Summer of Love by Hugh 2. Hugh 2. I love the feel of this. The simplicity of some of these songs is striking. It's not as much a complicated studio creation as... Let's go to the chorus. The drum part actually reminds me of a 60s song, the... Oh, the that one, actually? You know what I'm talking um, about? The uh, yeah. What song is Not that? Not Buffalo Springfield, but... Um, <laughs> yeah, what, yeah. <laughs> you hear it in, it like, in all, every Oliver Stone yes, movie? Yes, all Vietnam movies. <laughs> um, so if that's, like, an intentional reference to The Summer of Love, that's very clever. What um, is that fucking song? Oh, Sam, look it up. Um, actually, I have a Soundhound or whatever. Maybe I'll do it. I'll do it in there. Anyway, but uh, so Summer of Love. He's he's like I'm thinking of the. Uh, I'm th- I've been thinking about the West Coast, not the one that everyone knows. Right. Okay. So what he's actually talking about, he explains in the liner notes. Right. Is he's talking about the West Coast of the Mediterranean Sea. Yeah. And the war that is going on in Syria, yeah. just and he he and the band vacation uh, on that on the east coast, yeah. and he's thinking about what's happening just right across right. the Mediterranean Sea, which is very We've interesting. We've all seen the photo of the kid lying on the beach with the and the surf and it just the atrocities going on over there. Mm-hmm. And that's uh, it's interesting to. I mean, it's it, it reminds me a little bit of uh, how people when they hear the song "One," uh, you know how it's played in weddings yeah. and played in the wedding of Cyclops and Phoenix in Marvel comics. Um, weirdly really? enough, yeah, as their as their first dance song, but it's like a very kind of downer, depressing yes. song when you read the lyrics. Yes. But the feel of it is so yes. beautiful. This this song, it's like such a breezy summer anthem. Yeah. That has a deeper meaning lyrically, which yeah. I think is really cool. I, I like it a lot. I think it's really, yeah. really good. I like it a lot too. We have to take a break. Speaking of liking it a lot, we love to take breaks. Um, let's and take have, a break. Let's take a break. And um, we were on a break. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we, uh, Adam and I are going to be on a break. We're on a break. When we come back, we're going to be going through the uh, next seven songs, um, hopefully quicker than we've been doing it. I, we apologize for that. Um, not that I have anywhere to go. I'm enjoying myself. No, we're 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 taking our time. Yeah, tw- taking our sweet little time. Are we making it clear that the the record is is good and interesting? 
I think so. I mean, I haven't. I, I don't want to give my final evaluation neither, of it until. But apparently, you think it's good and interesting. All right. Well, uh, usually we would save that for after a break, <laughs> but you've already spoiled it. Okay, so we'll go into this break knowing you, that man. the album is good and interesting. Fuck I guess. You. Fuck you. All right. So we'll be uh, right back with more Hugh talking. Hugh too. To me. Hey everyone, Scott Ackerman here, and uh, I want to tell you about this amazing show in December. December 10th, we have the PCAST Blast 2017. Very excited about this show. Basically, what happened was we uh, did a panel at Comic-Con over the summer, and a lot of people were saying, hey, we would like you uh, to... There were a bunch of shows there. It was Comedy Bang Bang was represented, and Paul and Lauren were there, and Who Charted, and How Did This Get Made?, and they were saying, hey, we'd like you to all do like a one-day show um, where all of you guys are on one bill. And so when I was thinking about doing a live comedy bang-bang before the end of the year in December, I thought, hey, why don't I just try to do this for an all-day thing? So I contacted a bunch of the other shows, and they all agreed to do it. So it's very exciting. It's called the PCAST Blast, and it's October – sorry, no, it's December 10th. And um, here are the shows. You got Comedy Bang Bang with me, Paul and Lauren. You have How Did This Get Made, Improv for Humans, Hollywood Handbook, Who Charted, and Playing Games with Jimmy Pardo, which is a new show, which is really, really funny. I've been on it. Uh, It hasn't come out yet, but it's really, really funny. Um, And we're all doing just an all-day show at the Ace Theater at the Ace Hotel December 10th. Um, I'm very excited about this. We've never done anything like this before, and it's just us. It's just the artists. We're just banding together doing it, and I'm very excited about it. Okay, so tickets are on sale right now. This is going to be an amazing show. We're planning very special things. I'll talk about the uh, the ticket options. We have general admission balcony. We have general admission down on the floor, and then we have special uh, VIP tickets, which gain you early access to the floor, so you can stake out the best seats and just hold them, and and then meet and greets for every show. We're all doing individual meet and greets, um, and then maybe some other special stuff. PCAST Blast, you are not going to want to miss it. We are ending 2017 on a high note. Um, I'm really excited about doing the show uh, Comedy Bang Bang with all of these other shows. I think it's going to be really special, really unique. Um, it's just something I wanted to do and, uh, kind of like the old comedy death ray shows that I used to do in a, uh, at the end of the year. And I just thought it'd be really fun and it's for you, the fans, and, uh, we're going to have a good time. PCAST Blast 17. I'll see you there. Get out of your way. Yeah. Welcome back to you talking you two to me. Uh, we're going track by track through songs of experience. Uh, I'm Scott. And this is Scott. And this is Scott. And this is Scott. Wait, what do you think you're going to sound like when you're old, old man? I think I'm going to sound like... I'm going to just sound like a little tiny <laughs> person. Are you a Benjamin Button? I'm going to be like a little Benjamin Button person. I'm going to sound like this. Hey, you guys, get out of your own way. Get off my lawn. (laughs) What if you two put out a song called Get Off My Lawn? (laughs) Get off of my lawn. Do you imagine them having lawns? I am, I imagine them having like a lawn that's 70 acres. (laughs) I know. Like they have estates. They don't have lawns. 
Is that charming of of people, you know, oh, to yeah, like, it's... oh, this is a lawn. Like, yeah. it's so tiny. Yeah. It's it's almost hilarious how small some lawns are. <laughs> it's hey wait, is this an episode of small lawns? Yeah. Hey, this is Scott. And this is Scott. We're just talking about small lawns here on Small Lawns today. Man, I, I don't know if you've seen uh small lawns before, but I have seen some small lawns. Uh, what's the smallest lawn you think you've ever seen? Because I've seen some small lawns. Uh, I've seen a lawn or two that are so small, I don't even think I want to talk about it. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it either. Why are we doing this show? I don't know. All right, goodbye. Bye. Not the best ep we've ever it was, done. It was fine. Middling. It was fine. Middling. It was fine. To be sure. All right, so let's get back into it because we have seven songs to go. Um, this is a song called Red Flag Day. Oh, this is a favorite of mine. Which, And I appreciate, lyrically, I appreciate a song that reminds me of when I'm not allowed to park my car across the street on a red, red flag day. <laughs> yeah, that's what it's about. <laughs> that's what it's about. I Honestly, I get uh, text alerts of when it's a red flag day. And I is that put, what they call it, a red flag day? Yeah, it's because of fires uh, where I live. Oh. Uh, because it's uh, on red flag days, it's very dry or uh, oh. I'm, I thought that Who was cares? a common term. Um, but I guess you laughed at it anyway, so maybe it's the delivery. But wait, you said it had to do with parking. Yeah, I'm not allowed to park by the hitters. <sighs> Fuck. Anyway, this is red flag day. Here we go. This is like, like yeah, war era. You yeah. do more than anything else on the record. Yeah, it's very, say. it's it's the most kind of post punk song that yeah. they that they do. Uh, great chorus. Yeah, I love this song. It's really good. I really like this. Uh, this is another one that's sort of inspired by uh, the same. Uh, area as the last song, the Summer of Love song. Is it, I, haven't, of, I haven't really looked at the lyrics for Red Flag Day. Uh, well, maybe it's a Red Flag Day. That's all you need to okay. know. <laughs> so wait, we've got, this is the seventh song? This is seventh, yeah. And so far, they're all big winners. Yeah, uh, I mean, other than the first song, which is, yeah. you know, Table seven. But a winner. So six, yeah, definitely a winner, but six, like, just giant songs in a big, row. Big, hooky, sticky arena rock songs sticky with just like they're jizzing all over just us. ooze like it's a splash zone if you go see you <laughs> two <laughs> the first Be five rows careful wear your ponchos <laughs> um okay next is the showman oh yeah and I, this i really like this song too. but it is it is not like the other songs no this is like uh it sounds like the white album or something uh let's hear it uh this is the showman
It's um, it's so it, it, it's not you two ish. No, not really. It's it's, it's very beetly to me. Yeah, it's very. I mean, it's like playful in a way. Yeah. I was trying to. It, it kind of remi- like. By the way, it is per- parenthetical. Little more better is the yeah. parentheses. Yeah. Uh, the chorus just makes me. I don't know. It kind of made me laugh the yeah. first time I heard it. I know. But it's it's even the instrumental break is funny. Mm-hmm. It's and I, I don't mean humorous necessarily, no. but it's just like it's fun or it's something. Joyful. It's joyful. It's and, and not joyful in that way that you two normally is trying to reach for catharsis, like grab your heart. And yeah, it. no. It's just like, hey, we're gonna goof around, yeah. and it's about how ridiculous performers are, essentially. Right. right? Yeah. It's like about him. A lot of these songs are about him. And right. Some and trying them, to explain himself. Yeah. Or, yeah. 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 Um, I, it's a really terrific. I, I, I like that they're creating. It feels like the album is split up into sides, and mm-hmm. this, you know, I guess side maybe, two. Maybe side this two. is side two. I don't. But yeah. we don't know. But uh, it feels too like of two different parts mm-hmm. to me. It just it it's almost like they're out there going, "We're goofballs." Yeah, in a way that they don't normally do. But it's very catchy. It's a really good song. I'm glad they didn't say we're goofballs on a. <laughs> Shitty song. <laughs> well, I'm glad that they don't say we're goofballs in the song either. Exactly. Like, that would be really weird if the chorus was, we're, we're goofballs. goofballs. We're the Goofy Four. That's the new name. That's their <laughs> next album. New name. Um, it, new name. I, I Listening to it, I, I'm, I'm sort of like, I can't imagine this would be a single, but right. for me, it is one of the catchier songs yeah. on the record and the one that makes me go, I can imagine like putting this on you know, um, when I'm, you know, sitting by the the pool yeah. and dipping my toe into it sure. and going, hey, is this too warm? Is this too hot? Is this just right? Is this water? And is... when I go back to the bedroom, I'm like, this bed's too hard. Yeah. This bed's too soft. Sorry, are you? I'm Goldilocks. You're Goldilocks? Yeah, man. I'm sorry. I... I you didn't know? I did not know that. Yeah, it's a little serious. I don't like to talk about it okay. all that much. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, I I like that song a lot. Yeah. I can I can I also would not be surprised if a U two fan is like, hey, I I don't like that. Remember on uh, all the things that you can't. Le- what is the title of that record? All that you can't leave. All that behind. you can't leave behind. You know how we didn't really like the back half of that record, right? Um, and it feels like album filler, right? In a way. Like, this song feels like album filler to me, but it also feels like one of the catchiest right. songs it on the record. it feels like if Wild Honey Pie was a great song. Yeah, and was was catchy as fuck. Yeah. Which it's not, um, so let's never talk about it again. But Wild this, Honey Pie? Yeah. <laughs> is that what that one song is I called? think it is, yeah. Just the whole back half of that record is kind of like, hey, we're trying out different sounds, but, yeah. the, but the choruses aren't good. That's why I, this album is solid start to finish. There really is no filler on this album, which is really... Uh, 
but I, great. But at the same time, I also feel like to me there aren't obvious singles. That's the other right. weird part of it. Oh, like, I think there's a couple. There, there are there are ones where I go like American Soul, where I'm like, oh wow, that reminds me of Elevation yeah. or Get Out of Your Own Way. That sounds big in the same way. The like, Beautiful I'm surprised Day did. they let Blackout out so early, right? Because, because that, that's so catchy and feels like such a U2 right. single. Speaking of Blackout, let's not play it now because it's not next. Um, next is The Little Things That Give You Away, yeah. um, which now we have heard. They yeah. played it as the final song in the Rose Bowl show that we saw, and they also played it live on the Jimmy Kimmel, yep. which I thought was a cool – to me, it was like what we talked about earlier about bands being very protective of songs until yeah. they're put on record. They were just like, hey, fuck it. Yeah, it we cool. like this song. Let's just play it. Yeah. Um, that I, I, I enjoyed that because, um, you know, I thought it was a cool song and I actually, I like the recorded version Me too. better Me and too. actually way better. So let's hear a little bit of it. This is the little things that give you away. Reminds me of ground beneath their feet a little bit. Mm-hmm. Reminds me of ground beef. I love just I love hamburger like hamburger helper yeah just a good slab of ground beef people must hate that we're talking about this this is where the YouTube fans really I actually let's play let's play it about halfway through by the way because um, where it kicks in it's a really good song this also is really obnoxious to be like skipping around like this but here we go here it is Okay, and it's just getting bigger and bigger yeah. and bigger. If you saw them play this on uh, Jimmy Kimmel, it's an interesting song because it's five minutes long. Yeah. The first three are kind of moody. Yeah. It's um, like Ground Beneath Her Feet. Although it's a very slow build. It's a very slow build. And then the last two are are enormous. Yeah. Uh, and when they played it on Jimmy Kimmel, that's when everyone starts like cheering. It's yeah. one of the the it, it you know honestly it, it it reminds me in certain ways of Bad like uh-huh. that yeah where Bad is this long slow build yeah. um and you can't really have a build like that if if they were to just start at the three minute mark and yeah. just be like hey giant U two song yeah. it's it would be a little like obvious it's. It's very cool. And I think it's very much about- I sound so stupid. It's no, very cool. No, no. It sounds very- <laughs> This is the time of the show where we sound stupid. Where we sound stupid. By the way, we sound horrible. We sound very stupid. Uh, it's pretty directly about mortality and saying goodbye. Who's and- Mortality? You've never met Mark Tality? <laughs> Mark Tality. Well, is, wait, is he the- Wait, his song's about him. <laughs> is he the host of Double Dare? Yeah. Um, 
I I I think I think that's gonna be a great one to listen to live. That's great. It's a terrific um, song, and all, it already was a good song to listen to live. Sure but, was, um, Scott. But uh, you know what I really like about the first three minutes is when you see the live version that's on Jimmy Kibble. It's pretty simple. Like Edge, yeah. Thedge is just playing chords right. on the piano. Right. Um. He's radiate on the eighty eight. Wow. Larry he's doing. Mullen Senior's son is just dicking around. Yeah. Just doing. Yeah. Just not doing shit. <laughs> just heads there. or tails. Yep. Um, but they, in the recorded version, it actually sounds bigger and it's fuller dense, and, yeah. and they, they have a lot of really cool guitar parts that are layered in there. A lot of keyboards. Um, and so it sounds like a real, more of a real song. I would uh-huh. say that when they played it on Jimmy Kimmel, the first three minutes sound a little like, okay, what's going on with this? Yeah. Like they were yeah. still figuring, figuring it out. Figuring it out. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Okay. Next up is Landlady, which is such a weird title of a song when you think about it but then i really like the lyrics of Me it too. Did, you, did you read the lyrics yeah or? it's a kind of love letter to his wife it's about his wife obviously although i don't i don't want to presume it yeah. could be about a side piece <laughs> <laughs> could be about his guma but it's a really it's an unsentimental love song it's kind of it's again it's like thanking her for everything goodbye sort of song and it's about it's called landlady I think because she is the one sort of who is in charge of their home Just and their relationship and takes care of him While and and he's it's off you know yeah doing all this weird shit yeah and then it also is all about how uh she was the one to take care of him when he first started yeah. and had nothing you know which is uh you know if you can find a relationship like that that's a keeper, sure, my friend. If you can get a landlady, <laughs> go for it. <laughs> I think if you're out there on a first date, that's a great question to ask. Are you a landlady? Are you going to be my landlady? Do you own property? <laughs> um, let's hear Landlady by a little band called Hootoo. I want to get to the chorus, but I, I hate to skip around. But here, we got to, we, we can't. Yeah, here we go. This is the pre chorus. We can't play the whole song, but it's... Yeah, by the way, we're not just assholes. We can't play the whole song because that would be a shitty thing to do. Yeah, although, I don't know. We Maybe the last you know hour of this podcast is just, just play us the playing album, the album <laughs> uninterrupted. <laughs> um, no, obviously, they're very cool to let us play these yeah, snippets, but we yeah. can't play the entire thing. Yeah. But um, that's, you know, I went... I was sort of, you know, anytime you get a record for the first time... 
uh, and you're and you're sort of looking at it as a piece of art, you're sort of like, oh, should you know, especially an album. A lot of times, you're like, should this song be in there? Should it be yeah, cut? Yeah. Is yeah. this filler? Um, it sort of feels to me like filler in the same way that the showman does, but really good filler. Yeah. It, it, to me, it was the first one after the first couple of listens, I was like, you know, I think landlady's the one that I'll probably be, I'll skip as I'm listening to the album. And then because of that, because I, of the emotion in it though, to me, it's yeah, like one it's, of the more resonant ones. And it's actually catchy. It's not. Mm-hmm. And, and so I went back and really listened to it. And it's it's so good. It's a little like, you know, like early Beatles albums where they had filler too, where they were like, oh, fuck, we need <laughs> – what if they were always like, oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. <laughs> they needed, you know, 14 songs or, right. you know, 12 or whatever for their record. So they were like, oh, let's do a cover of Till There Was You yeah, yeah. from the Music Man. Right. And then you hear their version and it's fucking it's gorgeous. Incredible. You yeah. know? And it's like sometimes you just – Bands, I mean, you can't call it luck, I guess, but sometimes with a record, you just kind of luck out with, and I, I hate even calling it filler because it obviously means so much to him, but it's late in the record. It's track 10. It doesn't, it's not as big as the other stuff. So part of me is a little like, is, I, I don't think it's, I mean, I think it's just a, a little palate cleanser before kind of the mm-hmm. big three It songs definitely does not end. feel like some of, some other records that I've heard where it's like, Oh, okay. You're just putting us you what ostensibly could be a B side. I, I think with the last album and with this one, they've been really good about spreading the songs out, and so the song the the album does not taper off quality wise. Like yeah, both definitely. These last two albums end incredibly strong. And yes, it and we're we're approaching the ending, but we still have three songs to go. Speaking of the end, let's uh, hear the blackout. This song is the very first one that was released from the record. It's not the first single, but it is the first song that was released in video form. But a much different version in the video. Oh, was it? Yeah, it was very bandy, and this one's much more electronic. Or less. Less. Shut up. (laughs) Shut the fuck up. (laughs) Shut up. Shut up. Let YouTube play. It's more of those huge drums and yeah. a little slap of the bass. Bam, 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 bam. This really reminds me of the early 80s. Yeah. Let's go to the chorus. What do you yeah. say? Here we go. It's a uh, pretty great chorus. Um, so what was your reaction 
the first time you heard it when you when they released that video? Honestly, when when it came out, I was like, this is a good song. I because w- th- that video, there's so much crowd noise yeah. mixed into it. Right, right, I right. felt like they overdid it on making the crowd sound like they were into it. I mm-hmm. wanted to hear the song more, but the, it's so catchy. I I really liked it. The but more I, was, I listened, the more uh, the my very first reaction, I was like. Well, because you're expecting a single too, and you don't, and, right. and you're, it wasn't you're looking clear for, what it was. You're looking for clues as to what the whole record yeah. is going to sound like, and I don't, I don't know that it's representative of the whole record. I mean, yeah. certainly the big booming drums uh, are indicative of it, but it was kind of just confusing a little bit. Uh-huh. But the more I hear, it, the more I really, and I especially love the. That's it's one of the ones where like yeah the chorus is really big and cool but I could listen to that bass yeah it's really uh, great. just the verses are really fun to listen to and I like this version a lot more than that first video version the first video version is good but it is much more in the along the lines of vertigo and elevation like you were mm-hmm. saying this one feels a bit more insulated and studio y right I really and like I it. and I'm the sucker I'm a total sucker for the early eighties U two sound. Uh, so when I get, when, when you hear, you know, Adam getting to actually do a little something yeah. more than just like doing one note, doon, doon, yeah. doon, 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 you know, like it's, it's very cool to hear. Yeah. Um, now this is the, but again, the, such a hooky chorus, like this album is just filled with these, these big hooks. I, you know, that's, that's which isn't always True of U2 records. I mean, you know, well, a it's lot of, hard to come up with these yeah. earworms. I mean, Mildred and Patty Hill, they did it great with, you know, Happy Birthday. Yeah. Did but did they ever job. follow up that with like, what else could be happy? Happy Anniversary? No, they no, didn't. they didn't write that. No. No. The, I wrote that. Yeah, you did. Happy Anniversary. Happy Anniversary. Here, happy I owe an- you $20. Thank you. Um... This is the penultimate song. This is Love is Bigger Than Anything in Its Way. Man. And yeah. interestingly enough, it's is spelled wrong on the uh on the file that they sent us. Really? So that's that's fun. What's spelled wrong? It's. Really? ITS. They have an apostrophe in it. It's not spelled wrong on the uh on the the CD booklet. Huh. But just in the file. It would in, have an apostrophe because it's possessive, right? Love is bigger than anything in it is way? No, it's way. No, it's way. It has an apostrophe in the title here that oh. I'm reading. Oh, I see. Don't fucking try to argue with me. Listen to me. I didn't I'm so, oh, I'm so pissed off. So I hate spending uh, time with hate you. It. I hate it. I hate you. Ah! Um, this is love is bigger than anything in it is way. <laughs> Let's hear it. <laughs> Penultimate song, this is you two. First off, I, I got to pause it here. It's hard to even come up with these things that go, ah, ah, ah. Yeah. Like, that's already catchy, right? Yeah. It's, that's hard to do. It's Like, you try to come up with one. You're, you're just doing Sanford and Son right now. Yeah. 
Let's hear a little bit later in the song. This is huge. I mean, the sound is... That's... It's enormous. These are all built for stadiums. Yeah. And it's a terrific song and very different from... I mean, I've never heard a U2 song that sounds quite like this. This is almost like Remy Zero, and Remy Zero uh was always trying to kind of do U2. The the people who did the Smallville song? Yeah, did you ever... I saw them once. Remy Zero phase. Phase? No, uh, I heard that Smallville song. No, no, they, for about approximately sixty seconds oh, every no, week. They had some great two. Like, no, they were all right. Great albums. Um, I I will say it has a different sort of feel and maybe even like drum beat than any uh, yeah. two song that I can. Yeah. You know how like we've been talking about you're the best thing about or no sorry get out of your own way sort of beautiful day and American Soul is very elevation yeah. so we're like. You can kind of hear that. Um, this doesn't sound like any other. No. By the way, a really pretty song. I want. I. I. One thing about the showman. <laughs> showman. Um, let's hear a little bit of that again because I did notice something in the melody. Is it? Okay, here it is. Da 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 um, previously on U2, we've had uh, 40. 40. Was, uh, so when I saw the last song was 13. Yeah. Track 13. It's track 13, but it's also called 13, parentheses, there is a light. Do you know why it's called 13? Is it because it's I think it's because it's track 13, okay. yeah. Um, I was like, oh, this is interesting. I wonder what, what could this be? Obviously, it's not – I mean, the clue that it doesn't have a real title tells yeah. you – Okay, it's maybe Something. it's not a real song, yeah. or maybe it's it's obviously like the end of a chapter somehow. Yeah. So what could it possibly be? And all we have is there is a light yeah. to go on. So yeah. let's hear a little bit of it because um, I found it very interesting. It is interesting. And if the terrors of the night. Come creeping into your days And the world comes Stealing children from your room Guard your innocence From hallucination And know that darkness always Gathers around the light There is a light We can always see If there is a world We can always be And here's where it kicks in Oh yeah Yeah I, I remember So this was on The first time I heard it I was like Wait, did they play this one in concert or something? Is this one of the ones that Bonobos played for us or something? No, this is – 
it's song for someone song from for the someone. previous record. That's right. Done in a very different version, yeah. very slow. But also using part of Song for Someone's chorus as their chorus. Right. It's not exactly It's not the, the exact chorus. song, yeah. It's And they use part of Volcano earlier. Right. It's interesting. They're kind of linking the albums. Yeah. Uh, almost like The Legend of Zelda had Link. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's cool. It's a very, like, after such a rocking album. Sure, you can say rocking. <laughs> can I? Without sounding but like But it a- is like going to see them in concert because usually they end on a peace be with you. Yeah, like, hey, go d- don't drive drunk. Night. Yes. that is. This is basically don't drive drunk That's is what they're trying what to they say. should have called the song. That should be the real title. It should be mad. Yeah. Mothers Against Drunk Driving. Yes. <laughs> um, it's cool. We, I, I mean, obviously we can't play you the entire but let's play you just the like maybe the very last few yeah. seconds here it's really a pretty um, song i like how they pretty. end this big arena album yeah i don't want to play the very end because that would be uncool but um yeah very cool. Yeah, it's a it's a huge, huge album. It's it's definitely. I I don't even know where to place it in terms of like. I I don't even some sometimes with a U two record since since uh, definitely since rattle and hum on you you can see what they're trying to achieve with it almost yeah. you know what i mean you could, like yeah. they come out and say this is our whatever album or, yeah. or you can see their ambition this with it this is us returning to this or this is us trying this new thing yeah this, the last one was this is our step into kind of talking about our past yeah the, and production wise kind of trying to do what's going on yeah. right now. This definitely, I, I guess the only thing I could say is, is it feels like they are trying to make a record that will sound great live. Um, yeah. A, a, in terms of music and in terms of thematically, uh, it definitely feels very personal yeah. and uh, very uh, much like Bono is wrestling. Um, just like Jacob wrestled that angel. Sure. I think also this and the album before it, it feels like they're really focusing on songwriting and getting back to the basics and writing simple, big pop songs. Mm-hmm. And this one, I think, even goes a step beyond the last one. But at the same time, it, does, it doesn't seem like they're going like, hey, singles, no. big, uh, like, the, like we, you're going to love us like you loved us, you know, with the, the Joshua Tree. It doesn't yeah. even feel like that. I don't even know what it feels like to me. It just kind of feels like a just really solid record. Yeah, I think it's a – I don't think they've ever done a record really like this before. It's, right. It's almost like a um, – Because because their early years were sort of about, you know, aggression and feel. Yeah. And then they got into their experimental phase with Eno and uh, Old Sourpuss, by the way. Uh, Have you been keeping up with him? Oh, man. Oh, my God. Yeah. Every just day a, a new miserable crank. <laughs> just a fucking cretin. No, he's great. <laughs> he's the best. <laughs> um, but and, and then they and then they got into you know Joshua Tree, which was just packed with and it was but it was about America. But I don't, I don't know that they've. I mean, maybe 
All That You Can't Leave Behind is sort of similar to this? Yeah. I mean, this is, it's almost like All That You Can't Leave Behind. This is almost sounds like a U2 greatest hits, an alternate universe. With songs that you don't know. Right. Because they're all (laughs) new, huge, but they all sound like they're all super catchy. Right. Um, and they're and but they're and they all sound like they're of uh, the same kind of uh, mindset. Yeah. They're not all over the place like yeah. a lot of big superstar albums are, where yeah. it's like we're going to do something with the Dust Brothers. We're going to do something right. And it's not like a Stones album where the songwriting is all, like there's no filler. It's big. All great killer, no filler is what you're trying to say. All killer, no filler. Mm-hmm. They are serial killers, aren't they? Oh uh, yes, all four. That's of them. the one weird part. That we found out about that actually is in the is in the liner notes. Yeah, <laughs> Bono, he admits to it's being, five pages, and he confesses to every single said, person he's ever killed. Exit is all true. <laughs> That's why Scott hates it. So where do you where do you land? And look, we've only had the record for a couple of days. Yeah, a couple I, of days. I hate to even give it a grade or say where I'm at with it other than this is much like everyone is going to experience it very soon. Yeah. Uh, These are our preliminary thoughts about it. Where do you land though in terms of how much you like it as a record and where do you think it fits into U2's Pantheon? Well, I'm so used to getting a U2 record along On with, the day it's released. Yes, yeah, and we got this early. With, yes. with the liner notes and the pictures and all that stuff and the marketing push, so it's in some context for me. We listened to this cold, so it was a new experience. We were freezing. It was what, – what was it at your house? My house – It was it like was 97 degrees. degrees. Wait, that's 47? Celsius. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, Fahrenheit for me, baby, all the way. Always Fahrenheit with you, Scott. Fahrenheit 451, Ooh. the temperature at which oh, paper burns. Bradbury. Oh. So, um, you, so, yes. So, for me, uh, it was a new experience. And I, I have to say, I, I've, been, I've loved getting into this album with having no reference point for any of it. Um, and I'm kind of blown away by the size of it and the sheer amount of big hooky songs. I know I've said that over and over mm-hmm, again. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think it's their best. I, I say it. It's I loved the last album. I think it's better. Again, it's only been a few days better than mm-hmm. that, better than the one before. Um, I, I, it reminds me of Atomic Bomb. How to Dismantle Atomic Bomb in that it's a bunch of big – uh, big kind of big. We're U2 going for songs. It. Yeah, totally. Right. But there, it's even more consistent than that album songwriting wise. I think. I like. I think I like the last album better. But uh-huh. as as you and I have discussed, I am a sucker for certain songs on that record. Raised by Wolves, me obviously, too. is one of them. Me where me it's too. like it hit. It scratches the. Me as a fan of records made between the years of 77 to 82, yeah. uh, it's it sort of scratched th- those itches. So, Me too. I, me too. I, I almost feel like this album is just a little more confident than that one. It, that yes. one they were trying to pay the price of admission again. This one is like, this is what we do and yeah. we're amazing at it. So. I feel like it's a, I, I definitely think it's in the all that you can't leave behind. Um, uh, we have a bomb and we're going to use it. Dr. Strange, what was that? How to dismantle an yeah, atomic yeah, yeah, bomb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Um, it's in that era. It's yeah. definitely. I don't think. I don't think it's in the Joshua Tree, Unforgettable Fire type of feel. I don't right. think it's. It's in there. I think it's definitely of like modern U two, uh, all that you can't leave behind, and um, bomb. Um, does not feel like uh, the one after that. Um, uh, no with on get on, yeah, with get yeah, on your yeah, boots. Yeah. It feels like those two records. I think it is technically better than all that you can't leave behind yeah. because we've talked about the back half of that. Yeah, uh, is not um, our respective cups of tea. Yeah, um, I think the songwriting is better than Bomb. Yeah. Definitely, but yeah. it reminds me a lot of Bomb. Yeah, in terms of the like City of Blinding Lights and Vertigo and those big, big in terms songs. of like it's not subtle. If that, right, you know, and some sometimes with Unforgettable Fire, especially like it's a little more experimental and subtle yeah. and trying things. This yeah. is not subtle. It's definitely like. Where are you to? <laughs> um, so, but I but I think the songwriting is for me, and I know that you love Dismantle and Atomic Bomb. Yeah, yeah. It's one of your favorites. Yeah. For me, the songwriting is better on this record, so I like it better than Dismantle. Yeah. Um, I think it's more consistent. Dismantle has like a couple songs that could have been left on the cutting room floor. This one, it. All feels it like all feels good. Essential. I don't I don't dislike yeah. a single song Me on neither. this record. Yeah. Uh, I don't know that I like it as much as the first half of All That You Can't Leave Behind. I don't know, right, right, because that's, that's the first classics. half is that's it's Stone Cold Classics. Yeah. I I the the this may stand the test of time, yeah. and especially after you see them live, or maybe they release a single that everyone starts to yeah. get to know. Oh, or something. I can't wait to see this live. Yeah, it'll be really fun. Um, how much would you pay to go see it? Five dollars. That's about it for me too. Yeah, about this the, the price of a foot long. But that's how much uh, concert tickets cost. So I don't know. I have some bad news for you. What do you mean? When's the last time you went to a concert? Ten minutes ago. <laughs> you were at a concert ten minutes ago. Yeah, I froze time. I went out to a concert and then I came back. How? How are you able to freeze time? I'm a time skipper. You're a time skipper. Yeah. I because I remember With a captain's hat on. <laughs> <laughs> Gilligan! I'm a time Gilligan. I'm always like fucking right. time up. And Is that why you're wearing a red shirt? <laughs> yep. Also, I'm from Star Trek, so I'm wearing a red shirt. Right. I hope I don't die. These are inside nerd references <laughs> from I hope television I don't die. from the 60s. Um, hope I don't die. I um, hope I don't die. This is just where we're at with the record now. We may, I mean, yeah. maybe we'll do a, a, a follow-up a app. follow up app at some point and say, how's it sitting with you and, and see where it's at, especially if uh, we go see them live, um, if they play live. They, we don't even know if they're yeah. going to. Uh, no, they they announced a tour. What? Yeah, the day they announced the album and stuff, they announced all the dates. Where was I? Stuff. Up your butt and around the corner, bro. <laughs> um, what if their next record was called Up Your Butt and Around the I Corner? I would love it. Very I, w- much. I would love it. They would have oh, our you know undying what? affection. It it. I was going to say it reminds me just thematically it does remind me a bit of automatic for the people. Oh, interesting. It's preoccupied with death and it's not all death songs but it it does have that kind of weight of mortality. Automatic it. for the people by the way just re-released or reissued with yeah. um several discs. Uh you're uh, obviously a big REM fan and I am not as big as you but I have all uh, It's so weird when I say I'm not 
as big of an REM yeah. fan when I have every song they've ever released <laughs> and know every All album. Of them. Yeah, yeah, but but you are a super fan. We should do. We should talk about REM on one of these shows. I think you're right. What, what would you think about uh, starting a new podcast, but it's REM instead of U2? I would just start back with Chronic Town and just go through all of them. I would, I would maybe do that. Well, I wonder if should we like see if people actually want that? I don't know if they would want it. Okay. I mean, this has been a chore for them to listen to. Yeah, I'm it's sure true. it's an investment <laughs> of time. Maybe we'll do. It. Who knows? Do they really want to start all over with a new band. <laughs> Who knows? Um, you two, we have to thank you guys. Yeah, for and Laura for. Laura, I mean, obviously a nasty little man um, who sent it to us and has been a great friend to us uh, in regards to this band. And uh, very, very cool that they would do this. I mean, we're just a dumb show. Yeah, we don't deserve We don't deserve this. We're pieces of shit. Yeah, we suck. (laughs) We suck. And so thanks to them for – I don't even know why they they like us at all. But but, uh, thanks to them. And uh, I want to thank Engineer Sam over here. Sam! uh, It's getting pretty late here. (laughs) It is. It's – My kids are now asleep. Yep. And uh, but they, I mean, they're narcoleptics. Yeah, they're they're always asleep. Yeah. (laughs) Um, um, So we're gonna go out. It's been great hanging out with you. I want to. I want to thank you. It's been. It's uh, really cool to uh, be with you. Thank you. Thank you too. Um, So let's go out on a little bit more of. Uh, the showman, uh, you know, gonna play that one. (laughs) I like it. I don't know what to say. It's the white album, man. Um, let's go out on a little bit more of that and, uh, maybe we'll see you, uh, down the road sometime. Yeah. Bye. We certainly hope that you have found what you're looking for. Oh, yeah, you're getting a gift, Pod Swag, for your mom. You got to get her some swag at PodSwag.com. It's all happening, and you're going to say hey, because they're having a big sale on Black Friday. 30% off, 20% off, 25 all sorts of things that will make you feel alive. It's all happening Black Friday at PodSwag.com. Gifts for your mother, also your mom. Holiday season is here, and so are savings. Get that swag, yo, it's so amazing. Get it, get it, get it for your mom. PodSwag, PodSwag.com. This has been an Earwolf production. Executive produced by Scott Ackerman, Chris Bannon, and Colin Anderson. For more information and content, visit Earwolf.com. Hey, Queeros, it's me, Cami Esposito, and I'm here to tell you about my podcast, Query. You can sit in on hour-long conversations between me, Cameron Esposito, and some of the brightest luminaries in the LGBTQ family. Query explores individual stories of identity, personality, and the shifting cultural matrix around gender, sexuality, and civil rights. Plus, it is fun. We have had some incredible guests. Uh, Emmy winner Lena Waithe? Yes, definitely. Congressman Mark Takano? You bet. L Word creator Eileen Shaken? Yes. President and CEO of Glad Sarah Kate Ellis? We definitely have. We've got celebs. People like Trixie Mattel, Evan Rachel Wood, Tegan and Sarah, the band and the people separately on two different episodes. We also have activists and change makers in our community. 
I think it's a one-of-a-kind show full of chats you have never heard before. It's identity, it's community, it's query. You can find query every Monday on Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.